Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. It's Afro Movie Review, the podcast. Thank you for coming back. Well, I'm about to surprise. We got we got air horns in this. We don't have to do anything. Sound effects. We are automating everything now. (laughs) It took 24 episodes and we are automating shit. Yes, guys, we are on. Season two, episode twenty-four of Afro Movie Review, the podcast. The movie of the episode is Coraline. The year is two thousand nine. The voice you're hearing right now is Mo. She, her pronouns. Afro Movie Reviewer. The and I am your podcaster. And I am Keeks. They them pronouns. Your favorite trans podcaster with them. They them pronouns. Let's get into yeah, yeah, the yeah. history. Uh, Keeks already beat me and we bap, 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 knocked it out. Uh, Keeks <laughs> beat me with rocks because, of course, my little queer ass was throwing scissors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scissoring. <laughs> okay, what's your first fact? <laughs> okay, so my first fact is in April of 2009, Bow Wow dismisses himself from the rap game because he feels retired. like there is no more to be done on the music side. Bless. <laughs> You know what? No, because I feel I, you. I fucking feel you. What did Bow Wow do music? I don't know if he came back out musically past 2009, but he definitely went into other avenues, avenues. like do rags. I mean, do rags. How many? I'm not even reality on, TV. I was so about to say this dude, like, he ain't make no music, but everybody does. I ain't never hear nobody show me. Out. Like, uh, that was probably. Uh. And I mean, yeah, Bow You just got the way you move so fast across the floor. Listen, Bow Wow had a time. I'm about to say it was him and Romeo neck and neck for a minute there. I don't know if they was neck and neck. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I don't know if the fools was neck and neck. <laughs> wow. Because it was. Well, it was the both of them out at the same time. I will give you that. I don't know about neck and neck. They put them on a little versus thing and was like, who's better? Did so, they do a versus with Bow Wow and Romeo? Not like that, but like, you know, oh, how they okay. be like, oh, because you know, it was the, um, they always Just pitted niggas against each other. Yeah, they yeah. pitted bad bitches against each other. They said, bitch, you got the Just better braids them- today. They sure did have a braid off. They did. Oh, I, it was a braid off. And then Mario jumped in. <laughs> Damn. Um, I was like, Mario is pretty... That nigga can't shut the fuck up. So <laughs> I can't even say nothing no more. Him and Sammy, all them, all them niggas from that era. Wild times. <laughs> Wild times. Hashtag uh, the... What was the BTK the reunion thing? No, oh what was God. that reunion uh, concert called? The Millennium Tour. Oh, shit. I, for- <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. Thank you for that memory. Listen, hashtag the Millennium <laughs> Tour. That's hilarious. But yeah, no, that's my first fact. What's your first fact? Okay, so I have two dark and one light, so I'm going to go dark, dark, light. Um, okay. September 29th 
of the year 2009, um, an 8.0 magnitude earthquake hits near the Samoan Islands and causes a tsunami. So this was the largest earthquake recorded in the year 2009. It hit off of the Southern Pacific adjacent to the Kermady Tonga subduction zone. So I looked into that a little bit because I wasn't sure what that meant. So we have the normal fault line where earthquakes usually happen. And there was a magnitude of an 8.1 earthquake at that level, right? And then Mm -hmm. two minutes later, way the fuck lower towards the earth's core, where like if earth was an egg, we would crack and have yolk, right? the core inside yolky part there was a 7.8 magnitude earthquake that hit there so the combination of those two earthquakes made it an 8.0 um equivalent and this event was considered to be a doublet earthquake it wasn't like an aftershock where there was one earthquake and then earth was kind of shifting back into place or like settling it was again another quake another shock uh, so most of the areas that were affected horribly were the American Samoas, uh, Samoa, Tonga, um, those islands. And there was more than 189 people that were killed. And most of them were children and most of them were in Samoa. Um, and then there were some large waves with no major impact reported to the islands of Fiji, the north coast of New Zealand and Rarotonga in the Cook Islands. So that's Dang. my first fact. Yeah, I'm so sorry for everybody that lost their lives. Absolutely, tsunamis are scared as fu- scary as fuck. Like you and know, an earthquake in the middle and the bottom of the ocean, a volcano or some shit in the middle some or bottom shit of the ocean. In the bottom of the ocean was like, let me erupt. Big wave, like that and shit's wild. Unnecessarily, like that's wild. Please don't mess with us, land dwellers. Yeah. So, what's your first or second fact? My second fact is June 28th, Professor Stephen Hawkins hosts a party for time travelers at the University of Cambridge, not sending out the invites until after the party. That nigga said- He was testing them niggas. (laughs) He said, I have experimental evidence that time travel is not possible. No one showed up to my party. Did you think maybe you were a bad host? I just- Maybe they were suspicious of you, Stephen Hawking's. Maybe they had plans, my nigga. What if you sent that and they was like, oh, shit, June 28th? Mm." Actually, (laughs) (laughs) kind of busy that day. I wish I could. What if you're a bad host? They're like, every time we go to his parties, there's no, there's like a lot of drinks and no toilet paper. Like, I don't want to go to your party. This nigga always want to talk about the theory of relativ- relativity. I just don't have it in I'm me. Relatively here, Steven. Am I here? <laughs> yeah. Just fucking... You have the dice. Take your turn. Like, just mad at him. Just, just mad, mad as at fuck. him. As fuck. Steven. Yeah. I need more but proof like, than that. More <laughs> proof than that. People just didn't show up. You might suck, sir. Maybe. I'm about to say, maybe they just didn't want to come to you. I feel like time travelers all the time time travelers all the time they just i don't know they be there i feel like we got they enough photo- they be, we got enough photographic evidence to be like is that be a busy. from the 20th century and the Come 19th on now. So that I old ass like, picture of jay-z from like 1910 <laughs> that's jay-z's <laughs> descendant stop it that's like <laughs> that's that dj that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a time traveler. I, you know what? Let me let's. What's your second fact? Because I, I was about to say some stuff. <laughs> I'm about to say some stuff that look. What's your second? 
my second fact. Okay, so like I said, I'm going dark, dark light. So my second fact okay. is March 27th, Situ Gintung. It's an artificial lake in Indonesia fails and kills. Uh, they've said 99 people on the website, which was on this day today. Uh, but when I did research, because I was like, how does an artificial lake fail? That doesn't make sense. So it was an artificial lake near the town of Sirindu in South Tangerang, Indonesia. There was a dam that was built 16 meters high by the Dutch colonial authorities in 1933, and it failed in 2009. The dam broke and it drained the lake. And so the town that was below the dam had all mm-hmm. of that subsequent flooding and it killed 100 people. So this is a direct result of like colonization and faulty building because I don't know that the dam was maintained after the Dutch got their hands off of Indonesia, you know, like, yeah. So I just, I don't, and maybe because I don't know like environmental stuff in this aspect, but I don't see the purpose of an artificial dam because I think when I think about an artificial dam, I think about Lake Lanier here and like building artificial lakes and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I wonder if it was like an area that had, had, regular droughts or they were trying to collect water and like, you know, and it it started off as a good idea. I don't know because I'm never going to support colonization. I'll f- never fucking support the Dutch. Like, yeah, not their colonial history, right? I'm just not. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But the Rest reason I, I brought up those two facts is because Puerto Rico is actually going through an issue right now with um, another tropical storm touching down and hitting them after, I think it's three years to the date of tropical storm Irma hitting them. So they are actively in need. Uh, Americans, all I mean, the world, a lot of people are watching the fucking queen being buried, but QE2 God is damn. dead. Get that, that bitch, bitch been in the dead for a week. Like, damn, we got to talk about her this much. God, like, man. Damn. So I know the places that actively recognized her as the queen, all of their shit has been on pause. But then for the people who don't recognize them, like Americans, like we're we should not be affected by that. We are actively having places like Puerto Rico that aren't getting the attention that they need because we're talking about everything the fuck else. My so, thing is, well, two things on that. We don't never really recover from hurricanes like there's still people who have just never recovered from like Katrina and like you said Irma has not um been like a full recovery that takes a lot of time a lot of money and the government just does not care yeah which brings me to my second fact if you're not gonna fucking care give Puerto Rico back to their fucking selves like bitch get your hands out of them because you're not pay them out Pay them out so that they can be a sustainable and so like sustainable country on their own, um, and let them see what they do with the money. Because letting them get remnants because they can't vote, they get like you know what I mean. Like being a subsequent a property of a colony of is not a benefit to them. So hands off Puerto Rico. Hands off all this shit too, because Alaska, them, all of them, Hawaii. The Give matriarchy the getting passed on to the patriarchy. Hands off them. Hands off everybody. Give them they shit back. Pay them what you owe them. That's, my, that's my rant. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. my rant. <laughs> so my third fact is a law case. We haven't done those in a while. Well, I haven't done those in a while. Um, it is Baxter versus Montana. 
December 21st is the case by four Montana physicians and Compassion and Choices versus Robert Baxter, a 76-year-old truck driver from Billings, Montana, who was dying mm-hmm. of lymphocytic leukemia. Um, this is an assisted suicide case. So the plaintiff asked the court to confirm a constitutional right to receive and provide aid in dying. And this case was in 2008, and it argued that the Constitution confers no right in aid to endings one life. But they ruled in favor of the plaintiff, and Baxter died the same day because, quote, constitutional rights of individual privacy and human dignity taken together encompass the right of a competent, terminally ill patient to die with dignity. So just Um, to clarify, the day that he got the yes, he was like, all right, pull the plug. Yeah. Okay. Well, Which, not pull the plug because I mean, but like you know, go ahead through nothing. it, like go yeah. through with it, right? So that's interesting because we talked about the the lady from um 1987 who was trying to commit suicide because she had um cerebral palsy and was like just going through it, and they told her as no. Yeah. So Montana is actually because of this case is actually one of the states that you can go to to get uh, assisted suicide. They said. um even though the state constitution did not guarantee a right to physician-assisted suicide, there was nothing in Montana Supreme Court precedent or statute indicating that, yeah, it is against public policy. I'm coming with that because, and I mean, if 1987 to 2009 is 87 to 97, it's 10. What was that? 87 to 97 to 2007. So yeah, 20 years i'm not i'm mad that you know 22 (laughs) years i think is the math something like that um but they made the progress to be able to say hey there are situations and cases where people may want to exercise this right for themselves and if we had that lady um i think it was elizabeth bouvia who was not able to say for herself and we don't know as of 2008 they said she was still alive we don't know where she is and how she's doing if she's okay if she's you know, so good on Montana for saying, you know, we don't have anything that says that you cannot. So until we say and figure out the real sticky of the problem and, and can label it as such, do what you I, do. I don't know. I brought it up because we have been discussing um, assisted suicide for the past two episodes. And then um, mm-hmm. September is Suicide Awareness Month. But I've always felt very sticky about the subject like I haven't formed my thoughts on it and I feel like now I can and it's just um if you're a terminally ill patient or if you are nearing the end of your life baby you do you if you have like I have a plan if I'm terminally ill and I'll be you know that I everybody do. stands you in know the way that I do. and I say it to multiple people and it it includes some stuff that might be illegal to some people but I'm not trying to but bank also, I'm to my family. Die. I'm not I'm you know what I mean like I just so, I have things in plan so like 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 Keek said September is a uh, suicide awareness month we are bringing this to attention because this is very much a a thing um but but my thing was, is that it was like borderline eugenist, borderline genocide, because while researching this, um, and I don't know if you know, but Canada last year had a assisted suicide bill that extended to people with disabilities, even though they weren't at the terminal end of life. 
last year? Last year, 2021, they had like a bill. With, uh, with all of these new people becoming disabled during, because of COVID? During COVID. And that's just, it's very much giving history repeating itself because right and after the pandemic. Like, a goddamn panorama. It's also like giving an excuse of not taking care of people ahead of time. Like, I don't know what Canada did, right? I do know that Canada had lockdowns way longer than America did because some of the Canadian content that I was watching, they were complaining about the lockdowns when America was running buck wild and they could see it. Right. So Mm -hmm. for sure. But if the country is just like, we not going to do shit. And then they're going to turn around and be like, okay, now that you're disabled, you want to off yourself? Like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Cause I feel like well, what the, what that, well, cause I did also see a case where a physician was, he went from assisting people to killing themselves to actually killing themselves. So it's actually a slippery slope was there. Was it Kevorkian? But I also, huh? Was it Kevorkian? It, it, it might've been. It started with a K. Because I didn't you, really give his- You remember Kevorkian started the assisted suicide and then he got arrested and convicted for manslaughter for somebody that they said it got sticky with. So maybe was it him? I think so, actually. It started with a K. I didn't really catch the name. I probably should have went into that a little bit further. But it's just a a slippery slope. And I think it's... I feel like a lot of mental health issues would decrease if we were just giving the systematic fixes that they... I mean, I wouldn't want to kill myself if I had a basic livable wage and housing if, and if accessibility health care and accessible yeah right that too. like if you could get to the things that would make quality of life improved which a lot of those yes. things just come down to accessibility if you live in a food desert and people are like well if food you have organic foods then deserts are natural Oh, okay. So a food apartheid. Um, If you're in an area that's in a, that you are on the negative side of a food apartheid and they're telling you, all you're hearing is how organic foods and these certain types of foods will help your energies, but you don't have access to them. That's going to start to play on you. So I think the, the rectifying um, systemic accessibility makes a difference for sure. Yep. I mean, but that that involves countries getting rid of their isms, and I don't think they're ready to do that because as long as white people in charge, we won't be able to. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's whiteness, it's capitalism, it's patriarchy, it's a lot. All of that plays into, in my mind, all of that plays into white privilege. Like there are certain, there are other people who benefit from that, but it's because of their proximity to whiteness and that privilege. So if we can dismantle white privilege and give the benefits to like whatever the exact opposite of white privilege is, if we give the benefits to them just by what trickle down economics is supposed to be, it would probably work out. It hasn't worked out with white people being at the top. Let's see what it looks like when they're at the bottom. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If like Keek said, well, no, because my thing. Okay, there was a and okay, I'm gonna say this, and then we can go to your fact because I don't want to like, you know, go too long. But there was a um content creator on TikTok, and I'm gonna find them and I'm gonna tag them. But they asked, they was like, oh, which um social construct would you get rid of first, or if you can't 
which one, which social construct would you get rid of? And if you can't get rid of it, which one would you get rid of first? And it was like time, race, gender, and money. And my immediate thing was like time, but like, you can't, I feel like there's, there's like levels to it. Like you, if you get rid of race, then you still have the gender stuff and you still have the money aspects of it. So yeah, that's something to think about. Layers. Look. Layers. <laughs> so what's your third fact? Oh, all right. My third fact. I'm ending light. Um, oh. August 31st, 2009, the Walt Disney Company announces that it is going to acquire the Marvel Entertainment Company for $4.24 billion. Because <laughs> billions, right? So I was like, ooh, wow. So um, Marvel started off as Timely Comics 83 years ago in 1939. It transitioned and became magazine management in 1947, and it became the Marvel Comics that we know it to be today in 1961. Its founder was Martin Goodman and not Stan Lee, which I was very confused by because I've always thought I thought Stan Lee was the creator. His name is on everything. And his his name is the is the name that you know. So Martin Goodman was an American publisher of pulp magazines, paper book, book paperback books, sorry, uh, men's adventure magazines, comic books, and he he launched the company Timely Comics that would eventually become Marvel. In 1961, DC released a slew of superheroes, and Marvel was like, "Oh shit, we got to do something." So Goodman goes to Stan Lee, who was his, um, I guess he was the he was the comedic editor and they were like hey he's just said hey i need you to come up with some stuff and he said all right i got you and stan lee came up with he was the co-creator for some of the most iconic creations as far as when it comes to superheroes and just that whole comic um time he was a co-creator for spider-man the whole x-man group iron man thor the hulk ant-man the wasp the fantastic four black panther daredevil doctor strange the scarlet witch and Black Widow. So because of that work that he did, he took it from being, he was the um, primary primary creative leader for over two decades. And he expanded it from that small division, that small company into it being a publishing house. And then eventually it becoming the multimedia corporation that we know of it being today. Um, Stanley retired in the 90s. But he was still the public figurehead for the company and he would make all kinds of cameos in movies. I don't remember when he passed away, but I remember going to the movies and people like crying. And I was like, why are they, what's, what's going on? Because the movie was sad. this nigga died. This nigga died. The movie wasn't sad. I don't know if it was Spider-Man or what, but like the movie wasn't sad. So I was like, why are people crying? It was because it was, it was the last time that Stan Lee would make an appearance, a cameo appearance in, a in one movie. of the Marvel movies. So I remember that. Yeah, people were definitely sad about that, but I thought it was I'm just so- very interesting that Disney, you know, was they saw the benefit of taking Marvel and just being like, nah, comics people are for nostalgia's sake, whatever it is, everyone is doing this like run it back, reminisce. So they got in where they fit in. I just feel like once Disney took over, it was over for like I mean, because okay, when before uh, 2009 you had uh, the movies like Blade you had the X-Men with Halle Berry you had um, okay Fantastic Blade Four. of that series was okay like the first two the third one it was the controversy that kind of made it good um, X-Men with Halle Berry was not that great Halle Berry was the was the one I was about to say Halle Berry grace. made that movie 
she was. It, it so money though. That's it, it got it money, but I don't I think people were just thirsty for comics being live action and they saw that, but then they saw the reviews of these shits and they picked it up. And since two thousand nine, you can say that Marvel's uh cinema cinematic cinematic the MCU, the Marvel yeah. cinematic universe, whatever, that Disney is solely responsible for that. And for the pickup and like, the drive of that. I'm just a hater on Disney's Marvel. No lie. It's cult-like. It's, it's cult-like. It's very just, much. Just like with most of uh, Disney stuff, if you like Disney's anything, you typically love it. There's no like liking it a little bit. Like Even people who are like, oh, I like Bambi. No, they like Bambi. They mean that shit. They're like, oh, I like Frozen. No, they, you know, you like My The Lion thing. King. You like The Lion King. My thing with Marvel, the, most of the time, is that you'll have to watch the subsequent movies in order to get the next or the current movie that you're watching, and that is annoying to me. Um, lightweight, but I've definitely watched some MCU movies without having watched. Like, I haven't seen any of the Iron Mans, and I've seen like Black Panther and like Endgame and like some others. Like I've seen. I'm about some, to say, you know? is, is he relevant in Black? He Panther? is I've seen Black Panther. He's relevant he... in the MCU. I mean, yeah, but this is a movie about Black Panther. How relevant could yeah, he be in Black Panther? Yeah, but he comes because this nigga got money and all the tech. And if anything, these tech niggas and that tech nigga should have been able to come together and not been able to been defeated by fucking Thanos and his rings. We're not gonna talk about it till we get to the MCU. We had a whole season set up that you were not excited for. You know what? When you say he got money, you know what you just reminded me of? Tony Stark is a better Batman. Tony Stark is an asshole Batman. Batman, Tony Stark. the world wise, okay? Because I don't know who Tony Tony Stark is. Right, because you don't know how you know. They both got money. Nah, they both saved nah. the world. Is not that not it. equivalent? We could talk about it when we get to the MCU season and when we get to the uh, DC season, but what we won't do, because I don't know for sure either. What I know is, you know what I'm saying? So I can't, but you won't talk about Batman till we get to watching them damn movies. Okay, okay. So that concludes our history. So. <laughs> sound effects for the shit so all right on deck on deck on deck I'm so excited so, who's the plus this season <laughs> i mean this episode is you so musicians artists influencers hit us up musicians send us a 15 to 25 second clip of your audio we'll feature that at the beginning and end of our podcast we'll feature you for three episodes we'll have active networking links on our social media and we'll shout you out as long as you shout us out. Yeah. And for actors and influencers. You know what it is. You're going to give us original. Uh, I'm sorry. Not original. A redo of you doing the, the clip that you like. You know why? Because we are super, super allergic to litigation. If you are an influence, you got a product, you are the product. Hit us up. We want to plug you. The way that you do that is to DM us, whatever. And then you're going to take our logo posted on your page with the website 
Easy does it. It takes like two minutes. Get yourself plugs. We're making traction. Fuck with us. We are internationally known on the microphone and And we... legit are. We're not even bullshitting when we say that. Like made number fifty-two on Good Pods mm, podcast. Mm. Like, look at us. We're and I think we're, we're streaming in like nine countries. You might want to fuck with the kids. Fuck with the kids. Yeah, it's the plug. The plug. All right, so let's get into these reviews. Keeks, what do your lenses look like? My lenses for the season, since it is the horror thriller season, it is a monocle with a laughing white skull in the frame. With a pocket watch attachment, because I'm waiting on y'all to send us some plugs in. Let's get it. All right, all right. So mine what are, your are the uh, balance on my eyes, a la Morpheus, blue oil slick, frameless, legless. They have the gunmetal chains hanging down with my little gunmetal picks. If you want to let us know what your lenses look like, how you're reviewing these movies, hit us up and send that information to T-O-A-M-R-P-O-D at gmail.com. And for those that do not know, that is Tasha Octavia Amari, Michaela Rochelle Pamela, Octavia Dizdirk at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. So, Keeks, what is the synopsis? The synopsis of Sci-Sci-Sci is... An adventurous 11-year-old finds another world that is strangely idealized version of her frustrating home. But it has sinister secrets. I don't know where that was Accurate. From, but um, yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to say this. <laughs> Accurate. I am BB <laughs> doing the damn thing. Um, yes. So I have, I believe, five actors. How many do you have? I have five as well. Okay. So my first is Dakota Fanning. Yes, Dakota Fanning, Coraline Jones herself. Yeah, yeah, American actress from Conyers, Georgia. She got money. She- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this is the thing, though. You're not wrong. She got a bunch of family, famous family members. Her mom was a former um, tennis pro, pro. Her dad played minor league baseball, but he later on worked as an electrician uh, salesman in L.A. Her Maternal grandfather was, so her mom's dad was an American football player named Rick Arrington. And her aunt is a former ESPN reporter by the name of Jill Arrington. So if we went to Conyers and was like, oh, do you know the Arringtons? They'd be like the Arringtons, the Arringtons of of Conyers that are the boss ones. (laughs) Them. Yeah, that's her family. That's her. That's her. But we know her as the American actress who rose to prominence at the age of seven with I Am Sam, which she received mm-hmm. her SAG Award nomination, making her the youngest nominee in history. Listen, I on the first time I watched I Am Sam, my parents were having an active party. I don't know why the fuck I was downstairs, but like my parents, I think it might've been other, I don't know. I was downstairs, but like they, they have the party going on. So I had the TV on mute and the captions on and I'm watching I Am Sam. And when I tell you, they're like gigging, like, uh, uh, and I am sobbing at this television, just like that movie was so sad to me. And like, I think it's on the list of movies that we will watch. It might be actually and deliberately out of pocket because Sean, Pl- it is Sean, Penn, Sean Penn plays um, a disabled man. And of course he's not disabled, but yeah. younger me watching that movie for the first time. Woof, woof. She was Lucy in the sky with diamonds. 
I am excited to review that movie. I actually cannot wait because I'm going through so much shit. Mm, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for me to watch the movie. You know what I mean? Because it had such an impact on me when I did watch it, and I don't know that I've watched it since. Maybe. Um, mm. And so to watch it for this purpose will be very interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, so should we be fans of her? She's 28. She's been working hard since five. Uh, <laughs> in a Tide commercial. Like, girl. Come on, baby. She started it off. She came out swinging. The girl works hard. Should we be fans? I say sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, who's so, your second? I have Terry Hatcher, the other mother. Terry Hatcher. So I know her as Lois Lane from the television series Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of, Siri- of Superman. She was on there from 1993 to 1997. She is the live-action Lois Lane that I know. Um, she was also Susan Mayer on Desperate Housewives from 2004 to 2012, which also hit her cultural reset. <laughs> Desperate Housewives did a lot for the current state of television. It really did. We got Housewives of L.A., Housewives of Atlanta. The, the Real Housewives of- franchise came from that. Um, we also had the spinoff uh, Devious Maids, which was like, knowing about the housewives and the the rich and famous from the maid side and all of that drama it's just it did a lot it it really did but she also has golden globe a golden globe she has three sag awards a primetime emmy nomination and she started as an nfl cheerleader for the 49ers and she was a cheerleader for the 84 49ers so when they were like good Ah, rude. Okay, I, I can't say nothing. The Falcons suck. Okay, and I'm from the state, so I'm allowed <laughs> to hate on all them niggas if I want. Um, she's true. also an advocate for um for for people, and we'll leave it at that. So, should we be fans? Yeah, I mean, I guess I really don't know her like that. So, I'd say her yeah, advocacy cool. and what she did. Yeah, I just don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, her advocacy. I'm a fan of her advocacy, I would say I'm that. a fan of her advocacy. Um, my third is Jennifer Saunders, Miss Spink. My, I do not have her at all. Uh, my third was Robert Bailey Jr., who was YB. YB, let's talk about YB. YB does not have a lot on him, and I'm that's probably because my nigga is like, leave me alone. I don't leave want me to alone, be perceived. Please leave me alone. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, YB was um was a cool character. I like uh, him. He, that's um one of his most known roles besides uh the night shifts. Doctor Paul Cummings on NBC and. He also played Chris Minetto on Emergence, and he's now on the show For All Mankind that's on Apple TV+. Plus. He plays the NASA astronaut Will Tyler. But my I'm unfamiliar with all three shows that you Same. have said. Oh my God. I know Coraline and that is it. That's it. Man, Sorry, guy. He's been active since 1996. My dude's discography is long. Like, respect. Okay, so should we be fans? Yeah. I'm a fan. Sure. Okay. So, Um, do your third, because 
Okay. So Jennifer Saunders, Miss Spink, um, English actress, comedian, singer, and screenwriter. She has a best friend and comedy partner by the name of Don French, with whom she did a sketch show called French and Saunders. And they jointly received a BAFTA fellowship in 2009. The reason I picked her um, as one of the people to mention is because I can't even tell you who Miss Spink was in. Um, I know she's one of the sisters, but I can't tell you which one from the movie, but she was the fairy godmother in Shrek too. So she sings the fairy godmother song and holding out for a hero, oh my which God. right. Impactful. She did that. The thing about that is I don't know how long she recorded, but they felt like it was necessary to tell us that she completed all of her lines and her um, singing in four days. So should we be fans? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love so. that. Who's your um, fourth? My fourth is actually John Hodgman, and I debated talking about him because. So he's an American actor. He's the uh, Charles Jones. He's the other father in Charles oh, okay. Jones. Okay, okay, okay. Um, American Arthur actor and humorist. He appeared on The Daily Show to promote his book in 2015. And he the host at the time described his book as, quote, very funny, and said the section of hobo names was in particular written with quote, a certain kind of genius. And he's just since been back for expertise. So he plays a character. Look, I'm like, this dude sounds like he is just He don't sound like an expert on shit. A mediocre white man who rose to fame for mediocrity. So Right, hobo names? Yeah. All right. All right. I don't like that. Anyway, at all. So who is your fourth? Um, Ian McShane, who played Mr. Babinski. <gasps> Mr. Babinski, yes. Mr. Babinski was cool, right? So English actor, producer, and director. He plays Al Swearinger in Deadwood, and that was a show on Showtime. And then he's also on, um, or later, he does Mr. Wednesday on American Gods, which I believe is on Stars, which, good show. Um, except for how they did Orlando... Brown. Yeah, that was fucked up. Right. So um, he was nominated in 2005 for an Emmy Award and a Screen Actors Guild Award. In 1985, he appeared as, as the MC on Grace Jones's uh, Slave to the Rhythm album, which was a concept album that had music, visual um, narration all throughout it. And it sold a million copies worldwide, which I don't know how much promo it had. Grace Jones wasn't necessarily an artist that was like, she had songs that she put out, but they were very sporadic. She was, she was a face. She was that girl. She's, she was that girl. So if Grace Jones says that she fucks with him, I'm a fan of him. Ian McShane, yeah. Mr. Babinski, I like you. <laughs> I'm with it. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I like bye. you only for your proximity, unfortunately. Your proximity to to Grace Jones, but also the work that he does. Like he, when he does his roles, his face is very prominent, and like I like his, um, I like him as an actor. I like mm-hmm. him as Mr. Wednesday. So yes, I like him. Um, and so, then my fifth is Keith David, the best for last. Yes, the cat. He had the no cat because he he's didn't a even cool need- cat. He was a cool cat, but also he just was impactful, like, in his role. He was, okay? I just, um, oh, love this man. David. <laughs> American actor. He's known for having this deep-ass voice. 
Big boom, big boom. He's done over 300 roles in film, stage, television, and interactive media. When you mention goats, you mention Keith David. I know him from Barbershop, um, but you might know him from There's Something About Mary, Cloud Atlas. Now he's more um, exclusively a voice actor. And when I tell you that man has been in everything, he's done Adventure Time. He's done Fallout, Halo. He works for BBC, National Geographic, Final Fantasy. He was in The Princess and the Frog, MCU. Like, my dude is working. He works. If you are seeing any UPS commercials and you hear what can Brown do for you, that boom, that's Keith David. He also starred on, uh, or not starred, he had, um, he was Keith the Southwood Carpenter on the Neighborhood of Make-Believe segments on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So I thought that that was super sweet. That is adorable. What? Keith David is also amazing. You remember when um, that video was going around and that it was like Black people doing church and it was, I'm about to go lay down. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yes. Keith David put his stamp on it and we realized, bam, a voice. You know why? Because Keith David graduated Juilliard School of Drama in 1979 with a BFA, Bachelor's of Fine Arts degree. He Before then, he went to Manhattan's High School of Performing Arts and he became an actor because he played the cowardly lion in the school's production of The Wizard of Oz, which means this man was been on stage. He's been giving you live. He's been giving you scenes and face and drama. The man does it Keith motherfucking David the way I want to see him play the Kyrie Lion for like the Wiz I want to see him do anything on stage uh, I want to hear him sing what once I found out that he could he was give it to me Keith David so where will you be I will be there too please yeah yeah (laughs) I want it so should we be fans fucking right hell yeah hell the fuck yeah um, the director of this good film is Henry Selleck. Uh, Henry Selleck has a birthday of November 30th, so immediate bad bitch. Yes, We yes. like that date. We do, we do. He's an American film director, producer, screenwriter, production designer, and an animator. What don't he do? My dude originated, like, stop-motion animated films. Like, this was his first feature film, and this was the first 3D stop motion animated film like this all from it's him. him when you think of stop motion animation films you think of Henry Selleck whether you know it or not Nightmare Before Christmas Henry Selleck James and the Giant Peach Henry Selleck Coraline goddamn Henry Selleck Henry so Selleck you think about it and what is the one that's coming out with um Key and Peele the one coming out, uh, it's actually coming out October. I feel like uh, Wendell and Wild. That's gonna be Henry Selleck as well. I'm so, so excited! So very for that. excited to have black people in stop motion animation because we exist, you bitches. Yes, Tom Burton. Okay, listen, Tim Burton. Um, Tim Burton. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, from the ages of three to 12, Henry Selleck was drawing. He, they said that he was getting in trouble for drawing. He went on to go to study science at Rutgers University. And then he went to do art at Syracuse University and at Central Martin's, uh, College of Art and Design in London. He went around, he understood what his craft was. He perfected it. Eventually he enrolled at the California Institute of the Arts, which is Cal Arts to study animation. And while he was there, he had two student films that were called, one was called Phases and the other was called 
called Two Tales that were nominated for Student Academy Awards. So should we be yeah. fans of him? Hell yeah. My dude interned at, well, he was an animator trainee at Walt Disney. And mm-hmm. he's worked with like the big names in animation. So Aladdin, Bugs Life, Ratatouille, Little Mermaid. He even worked with Disney briefly. And he was the creative director for a film, but they they gave him like the position and then it just went on hold because of scheduling and creative standpoint. And then they gave it after they spent $50 million and then they gave it to another director and it was just never released. And that was in 2013. But my thing is, I feel like Disney was like, you're too scary. Cut that shit down. And he was like, because no. he is unexpectedly scary. Most of his film, even he James and the Giant Peach, good, which though. I saw in theater. My mom took me out of school for like an us day, a day date, and took me to go see James and the Giant Peach in theater. And she like we were so excited to go see it. And I remember actively being scared at parts because woo, what the fuck? It was a little much. So he's like unexpectedly terrifying. <laughs> Just well, like this he- damn movie. <laughs> He had a small studio center by the production and he self-described it as a new stop motion company whose mandate is to make great scary films for youngins with a small, tight knit crew who watch each other's back. Okay. My nigga's all about the scary. And I love that. I and love he's all that. about and he's all about watching each other's back. He said, I'm not gonna be Disney. And you and that makes sense. The production company for this movie was Universal Pictures Focus Fear. Features and Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. So not Disney. Not Disney. Not Disney. Um, The budget for this movie was $60 million. Mm. They said uh, stop animation takes a whole lot to produce. And revenue, they pulled $124.6 million box office. That's not bad. I mean, it's only double. A little bit even. Yeah, they, they did double it, you know. They def- but I just, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I That's a lot of money. I had not seen Coraline until watching it for this episode. This is it one of my completely favorite movies. Is it? I, is- I understand Ooh. why. I get why. I love this movie. This movie is a good horror movie, in my opinion. It's a good horror movie. What were the competing movies for um, 2009? So competing at that time was nine which and if you've yeah. seen that, man, nine, nine is a good ass movie. Man. It's a good movie. We did it. We did nine. We reviewed it for a dry run episode, and Keeks had never seen it before, but I own it. And it was just one of those random pickups from the five dollar box at like Walmart or something because I like to have movies for if you know the internet goes out or the whatever you're camping like you have a dvd player but no like whatever it's nice to have random movies and that was a random movie that i promise you i do not regret picking up because anytime i get too too bored i will watch nine you can watch nine nine is is a a really good movie and i don't even know how it did like production wise i can't remember from the dry run but man it is a very good movie um but other than nine, you have Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I ain't never seen. So I've never know. seen, but I know I know that George Clooney is in it. Okay, I feel like I know um, that because of research for the podcast, though. Oh, okay. I'm, I've not seen it either. You also have the Princess and the Frog came out, so Disney was coming out with that black princess that they never came give any sweet. attention to. Um, you also have shout other out to Disney Rose. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. For real. Uh, um, also, Disney had Up. So Disney... No, that's Pixar. My bad, Pixar. Oh. Up. Oh. Came out. <laughs> My bad. Watch your mouth out with soap. Look. And then you had the Japanese Studio Ghibli film. I believe it was a Studio Ghibli film. Uh, Ponyo. Which is fucking oh, yeah. amazing. That show Studio that. Ghibli is amazing. Word. That okay. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the review, Keeks. What does your scale look like? My scale is a giant-ass afro that is just, it covers everything. Like, I have to, like, to see. And <laughs> <laughs> it is a horizontal scale that goes from zero to ten from left to right. And right now, it is at zero. Word. What does your scale look like? Uh, mine is the 10 side profiles with the big forehead, big Afro. Um, and the little single Afro pick that slides across the top currently at zero. Cause we are just getting into this bad boy. Yes. And I'm so and, excited. And, so. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. Um, let's what are do your the categories? Let's, wait, let's do the categories at the end. Cause I remember at one point we used to do the categories at the end. We and did. And it kind of makes it. Well, how do you feel? Because it kind of makes me laugh to try to guess what yeah. you're applying. So should we do it at the beginning and just keep it there? Because we've been doing it like that for a while. We, yeah, we can. Wait, how many categories do you have? Um. Okay, how many? Oh, I wasn't prepared for that question. Let's see. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, I, I only have... I got one two three four five i got five so i mean yeah we could do it at the beginning because i mean it'll be very short it's nice to guess okay yeah i have um you sure this is for kids because multiple times i was not sure this movie was for kids anymore hell no and it's rated pg um hell no fuck them kids and in parentheses this is the parents point of view not mine (laughs) Ah. um girl question mark question mark I have Spidey Senses Tingling, I have LOL, I have Oh Shit, and the last one is Demonizing Religion. What are your categories? Mm, I have, you know, uh, Elaine from Seinfeld? Yes. She has a gif that is just like her nervous laughing, and she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's one of my my categories. Okay. What the fuck? Okay. Love it. But um, I also have um, yeah, like that. You got to okay. say it like that. Otherwise, okay. it don't make sense. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have beautiful cinematography. And I have, did y'all want kids? Let's get into it. Because like, did y'all want, want kids? It's going to be easy to guess, okay? Uh, so, so the movie starts off with this freaky ass intro music look very unsettling i'm like okay we getting in the mood all right off okay. top i was like scary i'm surprised you said you did that don't you judge me because you know <laughs> you know i don't know the song <laughs> but you know the theme music <laughs> that was scary as shit breath um, and the uh, intro is just like nine, where we have hands making a doll. Except with your fingers. It's like metal claws. Black it's ass so, bones. 
it's uh, it's weird and long. And this doll is like she's or the hands are like tearing it apart. And they're like, cutting, they're doing all of the parts of making this doll from scratch. They're just like sewing and measuring, and they're doing so much and making it, and it's weird. It's it's weird. It's it's grotesque a little because it's like it's they kinda... do the little the Joker smile, and then when she pulls it inside out, it's weird. It's fucking. It was weird. a lot. It was a lot, and I didn't realize those hands. Like I was looking at the the doll that like the hand started being less weird, and I was like, okay. Uh, look at the hand because the doll is freaking me out. It that was a little much, and then we have the sign for the pink palace, and yes. we see that it is a a three unit um home. It's a multi family home, or yeah, I don't know how to say uh, that, but three a triplex, a triplex of some sort. Yeah, because yeah, and um, we got the nigga on the roof exercising. As, yeah, as the he was up there getting it, and <laughs> I was like. And we got the movers coming in, and the mover, the one mover is trying to get the paperwork signed. The person at the door is trying to slam it. He puts his foot in the door because the paper's signed, but he puts his hand out. Because you got a tip. And looking for a tip, and they gave him a dollar. And the way that hurt my adult ass feelings. Like, bitch. Here's the thing I do know moving to be expensive, I, I know that it is. Um, if you cannot tip in cash and you then tip in like pizza or something, like I'm about to say food, food, I, beer, I wouldn't say beer. I mean, I used to they're, tip on the beer. they're on this the clock. They're on the clock. It's a I used business. To be like, I used to be like, do you let me get you a 12 pack now for the end of the day? Whenever you drink, it's okay. your business. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you a 12 pack now because you're about to leave. And this is your, you know, whatever money for chicken wings or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but if you don't have it and you're like, I can't give you guys ten dollars each, and it's seven of y'all that came to move. What I can do is feed you a little something and do that. But a dollar, yeah. that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. So, and mm. you see the girl, this this girl who looks like this doll that was just made. Just do, and it's just like this bitch came to life. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, so the doll came to life. So we're watching the doll, and I was like, okay, is this? Eventually, I thought I thought Coraline was going to be a doll, and a person's hand was going to be controlling it the whole time. That wasn't it. Not, not at all. That is not this movie. You see the cat follow, following the girl. She an animal abuser. The way she threw that rock <laughs> at that nigga. But she didn't know what was following her at first until she threw that rock and the cat meowed, and she was like, "Oh shit, it's a cat!" And then later and she on, she ran. got down the right. She got down the road and the cat was still there. She was like, damn, stalker. I just threw a rock at you. That didn't deter you. <laughs> so. But she, the way she ran, she ran into a goddamn fairy ring of mushrooms. I, like, I literally said she's in the center of a witch's circle and she don't even know it. She is trying to get away from this cat and the cat led her to a witch's circle. My thing is, she stopped there too. Like, it's not like she was like passing. She stopped there. All the places to stop inside the in the dead ring. center, the dead center of it. And then I said, "Well, who or what the hell is that?" Because I saw this thing, and because we just watched Predator, it was like, "It's an alien." I don't know what this is. Maybe this is another one of the the hand that I'm imagining is coming up from the tops. Toys, and it's a spaceman. No, it is a human boy. He pops up. She done knocked off his damn cap. It's Wybie. <laughs> it's Wybie. Well, we don't know his name yet, but it's Wybie. 
Yes. But she's mad, rightfully so, because she just got scared by the cat. Now she's being scared by this boy she does not know. Mm-hmm. And he the takes cat... her. He takes her dowser rod. Yes, he was like, "Yeah, I bet you're from like Iowa or Idaho or something." And he's just talking, talking, and just, yeah, yeah, takes yeah, her yeah, rod. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "What is a dowser rod?" So it's to find water, apparently, and he calls her a water witch. Yes. And like, she's okay. still in that fucking ring. I'm like, God damn. Yes. And she's like, give me my shit back. Snatches her little rod back. And she's like, I'm looking for a well. Do you know where it is? And he's like, yeah, you're right on top of me. So apparently the her thing. dowser uh, rod worked. Led her to the well. It I would have like been the water. cat did that. Because like you wouldn't have ran unless you would have got scared by that cat. So Tis true. Tis true. Um, but- so... They're talking about YB. it, and YB is introducing himself, and he's like, yeah, my grandma owns the Pink Palace. And he's like, oh, yeah, she don't rent to people with kids. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about it. Nigga, well, why see, you bring what, it up? I, I thought that he said he wasn't allowed to go over there, like he had never been inside, and she was like, why? But maybe that's because I was writing. No, he said that later on, though, because... Okay. But he was like, yeah, I'm not allowed to talk about it. But this child's name is Why Born. Why Born? Why were you born? And that's and what, I'm just like. That's what Car- Coraline calls him. And I said, ooh, you rude as fuck off top. But why, also, don't why you Don't name your friend. child like that? That you, is you a, that's, a, that's an old ass dignified name. You know he is Why Born the Sixth. That is not a oh. name that's of this era. <laughs> this is, you know what I'm saying? Why that's Born the Sixth? That ain't even a junior. That is an old ass name. But her dowsing so, rod turned out to be poison. I poison oak. Yes, but, which um, I didn't know that it would make sense. But I didn't know if you weren't touching the leaves that it could still get you. Like she had stripped the leaves off of it. It was just the bark part. And he was like, "Oh, your your stick is poison oak." And I was like, "Is he messing with her?" And she gets home, and she, eventually we know that she's not. But she does decide mm-hmm. to look into the well. Because he's like dusted it off and showed her that it's covered up, and there's a yeah, little he, she hole puts in it. her puts her eye yeah. in it. She can't really see, so she grabs a rock and she drops the rock, it's and it's gone for so long. She puts her That's ear a on minute. it. Minute, and that transition from her her ear it starts raining, and now she's upright in the kitchen. Beautiful cinematography right there. That I, this movie has so much beautiful cinematography that I just I was. For it to be live action, this isn't real cameras. This is motherfuckers drawing. This was great. These okay? motherfuckers every every five minutes moving a little claymation, moving okay. a little claymation, like that. Amazing. Sixty million dollars, and we see where it went. Okay, so then um she's in the house and she's rather bored, and Mom is like, "Hey, while you was doing whatever the fuck you were doing, kid, uh uh." friend of yours came by and dropped off a little package for you yeah because mom is unattentive and tired and she's just like i need neglected, to finish my blog and dismissive both of her parents were neglectful and dismissive of her we are a uh, plant bloggers and we have to finish our blog but hey go unpack and hear your friend sent you something and when she opens it up it's a little note from wyborn and he says hey my grandma had this doll and thought she might want to have it because boom, it looks the fuck like it was in her trunk your grandmother had this doll in her trunk how that happened that's and she's like 
oh, I don't play with dolls. I'm too old for dolls. But she took it and you didn't. She's 11. I have to remember that this child is 11. And also, also if, if someone presented me with a doll that looked just like, you know, so much like my likeness, I think at any age I would be impressed and I would probably carry it. Like not carry it, but like I would keep it. I just. That but especially at 11, I probably would have played with it. It would have been I my favorite doll. You know, yeah. so I couldn't, yes, but I just didn't she understand goes, why the doll looked like her. And she's like, at that point, still trying to get her parents' attention so much. And that's when I figured out that she had gone to dad and dad is also neglectful and dismissive. He's dad working is on a in mom. a room full of boxes and He's a computer. In a, he is in an older room. Mom was working on a laptop. Dad is old school. He's got a box computer. It's the black and screen, black and green screen. He has on a very, desktop. On a, mm. and I mean, an old desktop like he is very in his habit of things that he likes to do so Coraline comes in bugging him too and he's like listen you need something to do go count the windows count blue things around the house he said because he looks so haggard if you know like his face looks so tired and Coraline comes up in there Mm -hmm. and he's like oh what did boss say and the way she reenacted her mother she just does not believe her mother is a good person to me. Which That's also, what I got from that. And I feel like her and dad have that in common because he called mom the boss and he, you know, in that way of like, you know, she tells me what to do too. So there's a dynamic of power inside of the household where the matriarch is in charge and kind of sets the tone for how everybody in the family is going to behave. Yeah, so... She was squeaking that damn door. He said, go count the fucking windows. And yes. she was like, okay. Ouch. And she actually went and counted those fucking windows and doors. I didn't think doors. she was going to do it, but she did. And she's <laughs> carrying her little doll along the way, right? So she's got little Coraline and she's counting stuff and like going around and she's going down. She went down the stairs to the water heater and came back up and pushed the light and was like, the whole house dad screams and she that fixes was, a piece of tape and it says, do not touch. Do and she not said, push. And push that button back. Was never here. Never there. And you she goes to the living me. room and she's unpacking the snow globs, snow globe. She is clearly mm-hmm. understimulated and she's done in the doll. She's like, oh, where are you, little me? And that bitch... Is that not doll where you left has it. moved on its own. It's led her into a hallway. And once she picks it up in the hallway, it is in front of a damn door. I said, this doll wanted to go into a door. Why do this doll know about the door? But now Coraline knows about the door and she is interested. She sees that it is painted over or it is uh, wallpapered. Like wallpapered. And she goes to ask mom. She's like, what mom, I need help. Can you open it? And she was like, if I open this shit, will you leave me alone to finish my work? And, and she's like, I yeah. So annoyed by that because number one, Coraline was a good girl because she came and asked you for it. She could have just came and fucked some shit up and just been she like, really well, I was have. bored. You told me to do things. I did because she's 11 and 11 year olds might still try you like that, right? The other thing is that if I'm coming to you and asking for your help, this isn't going to take very long, but you are the person I should be asking for. And it's like, she got rep- she almost got reprimanded for doing the right things. So if she never comes to you in the rest of the movie to ask for any help, I don't blame her. I'm like, do you want kids? Because, I mean, you seem as though she's a nuisance to you. Like, I get having to work as an adult and as a person who doesn't have children. I understand that children can be a lot to deal with. But also, I just don't feel like you should treat them with apathy. And that's exactly what she was doing. And that's what so, both her parents did. So, literally, 
mom was like, shut the fuck up. And she unlocked it for her and it is bricked over. So now the only other thing to keep her interested, she is now bored again. Yeah. She's like, so, Uh. so we're at, we're at the dinner table and Coraline is like, uh, this is so boring and forever taking. And, uh, they're serving out, they're serving out dinner and everything looks like slop. It just like looked oily and wilted and unseasoned and goopy just on the fucking table. And, um, one of the things that I noticed is that there was a conversation that was had about Coraline, like complaining about the quality of food and mom saying, Hey, I buy the groceries, dad cooks. And it was kind of a dynamic thing. Again, they had discussed gender roles and it not being the traditional ones. Dad is cooking the meals. And she's like, when dad wants something, you know, that's what I have to go to get, but I'm going to go grocery shopping soon. Anyway, chill out, eat your food, do what you got to do. Yeah. And you get that another beautiful transition from the kitchen to the bedroom and it's bedtime. It's bedtime and Coraline has positioned, she's already changed into her night clothes. For some reason, she's positioned this doll on the chair next to her, but the doll is positioned directly at her face to watch her sleep. It's not like the doll is just laid up to like look at the ceiling. It's not, you know, it's Because sitting. I feel like little me, well, little her was her only friend. And she's like, hi, friend, you just stay And why is she not in the bed with you? Because y'all both sleeping. Why she got to stay up on the night watching y'all was up all day together? Like, that's not good friendship. That's, uh, well, maybe there, she took the position of protector since her, her so family. Funny. I don't know. I don't You're know. so funny. I'm they, just... So, yeah. Weird. Little Coraline is just in the chair, posted, looking at her. What's up? Um, watching you, watching me, watching her, watching her sleep. So then, there's a mobile over over her bed or like near her bed, which is very weird because eleven year olds don't have mobiles. That's for like cribs and bassinets. But the mobile is rats. And I said, hmm, if you're going to give somebody a mobile, let it not be fucking rodents. Let it not be that. But somehow Coraline opens her eyes, and the rodents have come to life, and she is watching them bitches run down the hall. What the fuck? Because <laughs> that door opened. And, and the bricks is gone. And no, 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 no. The door opened and the rats went through that bitch. But the rats came from the door. They came from the mobile over her bed. They came to life from the mobile over her bed. I'm about to say, because there were rats in her door too. So That's what I mean. They were. She woke up, she looked up at the mobiles and they were spinning and then they started running to the floor. She said, what the fuck? And when she looked, they were at her hallway. And she said, bitch, I'm about to get up and follow where the fuck you going. And they led her back to that door and through the door that was all of a sudden not bricked open. And they're running down this blue, yellow, ton- I mean, blue, purple that, tunnel thing. That tunnel was gorgeous. My God. Was it That's a birth canal? I thought it was more of a like a flower now, was the flower birth canal? I just I don't want to think of that being a birth canal. Maybe that's I said, a, "What that's the fuck is hesitant. this passage, baby?" And then she comes out of the passage and she comes on the other side, and she's in the living room. It's the like, house, like okay. Yeah. So but she this decides one, to look around. It has the painting because in her living room it had a painting of a little boy with an ice cream cone, and he dropped it, and he was sad. But this one has a little painting of a little boy in his ice cream cone. Is he's licking from it as tall as a 
whatever. And he is I so happy. Peep. So initially, yes. immediately coming in, the vibe is different. Like the energy of the other house is not the energy of this house, right? And she comes in and she's looking around. She goes into the kitchen and she's like, Mom. And mom turns yeah. to and whoop, button eyeballs. I was like, eh, what the fuck? But you know what? Coraline's, listen, Coraline's spidey senses were immediately tingling. And she was like, you're not my mom because my mom doesn't have. And she didn't know what to say. And she's she like, just kind of gestured. other mother. And she's like, I'm your other mom. And she's like, identified herself and her button eyeballs. And I said, um, all right, interesting. Then she's like, go get dad for dinner. Your other father. Your other father. And she goes into the room where the dad is. And the piano... Is playing him. I said, nigga, this is wild. My God, he is a musician and it's such a contrast from when the regular world where he has like this room full of boxes and this barren computer. He has music instruments all around him. It's colorful. It's piano. And he's like, she's like, my father doesn't play the piano. Don't need to. This piano plays me. And he put on them fucking gloves, bruh. And it lifted his arms and started gigging. What fucked me up is that the song was good. Because he, and this father is adoring. Oh my God. This father loves you so much. He wrote a song about you. A complete opposite to your other parents who mom was over there giving you bullshit meals and didn't cook herself. And dad, uh, was neglectful and was like overwhelmed and and super focused and like hyper focused. And here you have this dad who's lively and cheerful and this mom who's cooking fucking turkeys for you and shit. And when they sit down at the dinner table, um, well, before then, Coraline says to him, she said to tell you, because she doesn't know how to acknowledge the other mom. What do I call her? Yeah. So she's like, she said to tell you that dinner's ready. So they go to the dinner table and in this family, they say prayer. They do. In the other family, they did not. So I said, "Mm, this is religion as a scare tactic. They're immediately letting you know that something's off and different here, but they're using religion as a way to emphasize it. See there, I didn't even peep that. And you know, I'm always for the religion. And you were usually the one. Yes, you're usually the one. I was just like, okay, interesting. I was like, interesting. But she she loves this place. The food is amazing. It's delicious. um, You have an actual gravy train. The cake makes itself. The Which, gravy LOL, train was the, the was the coolest fucking shit. I said, I I don't know if that's real, but it was great. She had corn of the cop. She had everything, just sides galore. They had dessert. Yes. But while they're sitting there eating, mom is like, well, tell me about yourself. And she has her, her nails painted red and she starts the, the drumming on the yes. table. And Coraline well, she says, notices uh, it. I've, she says, we've been waiting for you, Coraline. And I'm yeah. just like, that's the combination um, of that sentence and the nails made Coraline suspicious and she was like "Mm, I think I should go home and the other parents are like what you trying to go home for it's a bed upstairs you are home girl yeah and she gets to the bedroom there's talking dolls the The stuffies are alive her friends are alive in the picture like are talking and even like even the friends in the pictures have button eyes. Yes. So it was just so, like, girl, girl. It's weird. But she goes to bed there and she wakes up and she is back in, her, in the real world. In her regular room. So I said, hmm. So she is all excited to talk about it. 
she's telling, you know, her parent or whatever. And I realized, okay, so maybe this is only available. Like maybe access to the door tunnel is only available in the dream space because I believe she tries to show mom and it's still bricked over. No, I think what's for, we'll get to that, but. Okay. So she, no, she she told um, mom and dad, she told mom and dad. And she was dismissed by them. She was told to go downstairs and go visit um, the sisters. But when she comes out, like after being dismissed by her parents and being told, just girl, go outside. She goes outside and there's all kind of mail on the front porch. And she looks at, she looks at it and it all has the same name, Babinski. Now, but before that, so she knows it's not a dream because her poison ivy is actually gone. The poison ivy that was on her hand the yes. mother gave her like mud because they were like, oh, we love mud here. And her we can other go mama- play out in the rain, all of the things that yeah. she wanted to do in her life. That's right. And if you notice that morning, she is so bright. Her character is so bright. Her parents are so dull. I didn't. I don't know if you noticed that. I was like, damn, she is really bright compared to these dull ass parents and this dull ass background. And I was like, okay. Interesting. Okay, keep that in mind. Interesting. For sure. So yeah, she goes outside because they are annoyed by her again, and mm-hmm. she's got packages for Mister Bobinski. She and sees the packages love... and she goes upstairs to deliver. One of them smells real bad. She said it smells real bad, and she gets upstairs and she knocks on the door. Nobody answers. And she kind of goes in a little bit. Hello, hello, and all of a sudden, this will pop off the roof. I like Doing that they made him stands on the banister. That he is a fat acrobatic person. I love his body. Like I just I love that. That is amazing to me. But that man is hilarious to me. My dude said I have a mice circus and it's not ready yet. Why the fuck are you peeking in my house for my unready what mice you doing? circus? Okay, and like, she was like, "Well, no, I'm just here." And he said, "Give me my damn cheese, girl." Like he was, and he said, "You know, this is what it is. It's you know, he's it's for the a mice because they un they're unmotivated. We got to get them some cheese. We got to get them because they are following a dun, 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 and we got to get them to follow." Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> It was so funny. He was so funny. I like it. And then he gave her a beat and he was like, here, go. And she she starts to leave and he's like, oh, wait, I got to tell you something. And he wants to tell her something. And she's down at the bottom of the stairs and he jumps off with his acrobatic self. And she has these shears in in her hands. And he lands directly over her with his long ass legs. And she almost took his private parts out. Almost knew him. I don't like the way he landed over her like that. So I didn't like that at all. Good on her. But it was also because they... This is a PG movie that was very... Yeah, that was a mm, questionable, but he's like, I got a message for you. My mice got to tell you something. From the mice. Don't go through that little door. And she's like, what? You you mean the door I went through before? And he's like, well, I don't know. He said, I don't know. The mice are sometimes confusing. I don't always know what the messages mean, but they told me the delivery girl, almost like a message from the gods. Don't they call you it. Coraline instead of Caroline? You know they messed up in the head. I was like, and this she, nigga is and what's funny, funny is that he calls her Caroline, and she's like, no, my name is Coraline. And he's like, Coraline. Yeah, the rats are off. Okay, there, don't listen. Look, to 
So they get, she's like, mm, whatever. She goes down because she's not going to listen to him. She doesn't necessarily know. She thinks the man's crazy. He's talking about his mice, talking to him. So she goes down the stairs now and she's going to go visit um, the sisters who she is instructed to visit from jump. And I yeah. really liked the door knocker because it was very um, California, Mexican, like give it to me. It was a smile now, cry later. I love that. If you're from Southern California, if you have a certain, if there's a certain people, they're just going to have a tattoo. That smile now, crowd later tattoo is everywhere, baby. If you don't have the mask, you may have the letters. I ain't got it, but that's because I made it. I wasn't a part of that generation. They were like 10 or 11 years older than me and everybody had it. Black, white, mixed, everybody. It was a thing. So I personally loved that door knocker. I said, bro, if I could find me a smile now, cry now, cry later, door knocker, I might be the little Southern California thug that I thought I always was. But I loved it. She knocked on that door and walked through. And them dogs, it was a bunch of Yorkies. She had a bunch of Scotties, Yorkie little dogs, and they scared the fuck out of her. She was like, oh, shit, what the fuck is this? A whole bunch of them. What and the fuck? Miss Spinker, like, come on in, come on in. Now she is, they are funny. I love these old, bougie, big titty sisters. That's exactly what I wrote. She was like, oh, I think you're being followed. And he's like, no, no, no. That's the girl just moved in. She's so blind. She cannot see. It is so funny. The sisters, one of them has big old titties. One of them is very um, flat-chested. Miss Fink is the one that has the uh, flat-chested. She's the, uh, the big, I think, big booty one. Yeah, because the flat-chested one had a big old butt and the big titty one had no ass. It was Miss Forcible was the one with the big titty, so. Yes. But yeah, and she she noticed the they're always arguing about stuff and that was funny to me. She was they're, like, oh, do you want Oolong or Jasmine? Oolong, Jasmine. And no, I was like, okay, wants- whatever. And so they but, she notices that she has, they have all these taxidermied dogs up there. There's like 12 of them up on the wall and she's like, what? And she's like, yeah, we love our dogs. Like, so much we got uh, his stuff. That yeah. was fun to me. I said, ooh. <laughs> that was weird. Why are that we introducing so the kids to taxidermy dogs? Why are we introducing the kids to taxidermy at all? This is parent hey. guidance, not PG-13. It's PG. This is wild. And so, so they're like, here, I'll read your tea leaves. And that was funny because she was like, you're in terrible danger. And she's like, I see a very peculiar hand. Well, I see a giraffe. I said, that girl, and when good. they flipped it up and down, you could see both of them, but <laughs> Coraline was immediately nervous. I said, yes. okay, that's cool. Cause, um, and she they, didn't do what she went to go. She was going to go tell them about the dream she had and she ended up not doing it. So none of the adults know what happened to her that she went to this other world because her parents didn't listen. And then the other ones were just too weirded, too weirded out for her. So, yeah. So then the sisters, um, one of them knocks the other one over with their bosom. It was just very funny. Cause they were just bickering that whole time. Coraline finally makes it out. Um, she gets outside and it's foggy. It's foggy. All of a sudden. Fog. And I said, I don't know what this looks like. It looks like a chemical creep. It looks like, it's weird. It was thick. It was it was moving from underneath the house. It didn't look like it had any source other than from underneath the house. It was really weird. Um, the doll. Okay, so no YB. YB is... Yeah, YB is back. 
she like sees and, him crawling through the little fog. She picks him up and he's like, hey, my grandma said I need that doll back. It's really important to her. And he mentions that the doll is as old as the house. And the house is about 100 years old. I said, oh, no, she uh, she asks about the doll because later he says that she needs the back. But this time she oh. asks because she was like, why the fuck you have a doll that look like me? And he's like, uh, it's older than the house. And it was my grandma's twin sisters when she disappeared. Gotcha. Thank and you for that. YB be talking too much. Every time he want to say something, his grandma call him. YB, you know what it is, YB, but YB talks to his elders. He got a whole lot of stories, right? So the grandma told him, don't ever go into that house. And she said, why? And it's the backstory is about the fact that twin sister has been kidnapped. They don't know what happened to her, but she went into that house. She disappeared. She never came back. And she said, YB, don't you she damn touch stolen. She was stolen. So she said, um, and he's like, I don't know. I just think she's kind of crazy. And I said, Mm-mm, the backstory Nigga. is crazy, but you absolutely want to believe your grandma. So YB finds this slug. They kind of have their jokey, jokey moment because he was looking for something down there in that fog. He did. Banana slugs. The banana slugs. So they have their moment. YB gets called back home by YB. And we got that top tier transition. She's ready for bed again. And so it was a fast time- day. She leaves out some of the cheese that Mr. Bobinski had and for the mice, hoping that they'll come again. Said, what the hell is this? And she opens her eyes and she sees that those mice are eating that cheese and running. And she is hyped. She's smiling. She's running towards the tunnel. She's like, oh, fucking yeah. The tunnel's open. And she crawls back through, ready to get to this adventure for the rest, like, for the rest of the night. She knows what she's, this she is, thinks she knows what she's getting into. So she's hyped. This is the second time now. The and- second time she's gone through that tunnel. Okay. The other mother's like, "Welcome back, darling." And then Go she get says, "Father, thank you for the for the cheese that you gave the mice." And she's using that same cheese on their human food. And I said, "Throw in the towel. We don't want her." <laughs> she uh-uh. was definitely. Yeah. She was definitely doing that. But. Something's off. But she said, "Go get the your other father." And she's and she's like, "Go get your dad." And she's like, "Oh, my other dad." And she's like, "Your better father." And I was like. <laughs> what the fuck he kind of was <laughs> though he kind of was but you don't say that to it i just mm, that was very weird the way you trying to discount her real parents already she's on this is only her second time encountering you and you're already like you know we better than them you moving kind of fast ain't you you are so, and yeah. other father <laughs> is in a garden and that is mother her- fucking amazing their garden is beautiful the plants are sentient they can sit there and like play and tickle you. They're she is moving. Excited. They can also like pick at you because some of them drag. What was it? The the dragon. The snap snappers. Um, he said, Mm-mm-mm. but here comes Pop. Like the whole garden, the way the garden moved. That's when I could see Henry Selick's, um Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I saw it. That's mm-hmm. it was in that garden scene. Um, I thought that was very cool. Then here comes Dad on his grasshopper mobile, and I said, this shit. Is very much mantis. Oh, my bad. You're right. I'm like, it was a praying mantis mobile. Bugs. (laughs) And the flowers were tickling her, but then they was getting a little too aggressive. And she was like, All right, now stop. And dad said, Hey, 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 that's my baby. And she said, Stop. And he said, Off with a goddamn heads. Cut her a whole bouquet out of what was just living flowers. Moita. That grotesque. And we were the only ones that could. That was an adult thing because only adults would have caught that because <laughs> i said uh <laughs> <laughs> um but then the garden he decides to take her up higher because he's like you know mom said that you would enjoy this and once they're up in the 
praying mantis mobile and she looks down it's her head it's her face with her hair and everything and it's just like and it's lush and like they have been waiting for you, Coraline. They really have. So I said, mm, okay. Um, and they get back to the house and they're like, oh, Mr. Babinski's my circus is ready. And there's another YB here. But and YB she makes can't a comment. Talk. She said, everything's right in this world. And I was like. And she was, she said no. it when, well, she said it in response to the other mother being like, oh, your friend's here. And she's like, well, this isn't why. And she's like, oh, in this world, he can't talk. And that's when she responds, everything's perfect in this world. Because she thinks, like you said, that YB talks too much in the other world. He just be, yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, it was slightly racist because why did you sew his mouth shut? And why yeah. are you making him the villain when all he's done is be friendly to you? He's not done anything but offer you friendship and toys and backstory to this area that you just moved to. Fuck Coraline. That was just for a quick second. That was for a quick second. So she was with the shit. I said, um, but then we get to, I don't know. Mr. Bobinski. We're at Bobinski's performance. We're in his little circus tent, which is of course shorter because it's a circus tent for mouse, for mice. And yeah. so they come in, and when they come in, there is a popcorn machine, and the popcorn machine is a chicken, and the chicken and it's pooping is eating <laughs> the kernels of the corn, and it's popping it it's inside of its tummy, and then it's shitting out hot buttered popcorn. I thought that was funny as hell. It was, it was, and it's like it's very creative the way they did that because that's engaging for the child. They also had the cotton candy cannons, yeah, so- just shooting at them, and I said, oh. Okay, okay. It's everything you would want. It's everything you as a child would want. You get in there, the mice are spelling your name. Coraline, ah, cheers for you. Sit down. So she is watching the show, her and YB. Uh, Mr. Bobinski puts on a show. The, The mice are in tune. They are following the beat that he needs them to follow, apparently, because they were in the other world. And yep. They're like, this was magnificent. Oh, I loved it. It was so great. And, then, and he says, come back anytime. And then, of course, she has to go to bed because the night is over with. And, of course, everyone except, back up. But wait, everyone except Mr. B. Other dad, other mother, and other YB are all in the room watching her sleep. And I was like, why wouldn't YB go home? Like, that was a little weird, whatever. But then she goes ahead and goes to sleep, and she wakes up in the real world. As soon as she wakes up, she's like, ugh. She's back in the real world. She's already starting to hate the real world, which I feel like is part of the way of them getting you over there. Yeah, because now she can't open the door for the other world anymore because mom found some rap droppings and she was like that's not safe Which, i'm gonna go ahead and thank close you that off. real mom for hygiene because the other mom you cheese why on her. would they why would she block off that specific entrance when it was already bricked off i felt like something happened it was already bricked off there was no need but then she goes I to mean, dad because she was still, telling them about was the rat dreams. droppings there was rat droppings but what does that have to do with the fact that it's bricked off they're not coming through the bricks it just didn't seem to make sense to me mom felt the need to close that off but the reasoning did not make sense and then when she goes to dad and tries to talk to dad about the dream he calls her a dizzy dreamer and i was like yo y'all just don't want to listen to her if you just don't want to 
did you want kids? Like, because you didn't have to have them. You She's didn't 11. have to have them. You could, um, give it away. Hell, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Is it neglect if you give away a kid that's 11? I don't know. Give her away, but y'all, because y'all don't want her. So then we have them going shopping. Yeah, because they have to drop off the catalog papers and they're just like, well, we might as well get your uniform while we're at it. So school going to start soon. And I don't know what Henry Selleck was on, but the titties on women were very pronounced because there was a woman in the store and she was all titties. And I'm pretty sure, I think she was a store attendant. Um, Mm. But Coraline is in the store. Mom is very much bothered by her. She's being 11 and running around because She's been bored for days and now we're out of this house and doing something else. And even this is exciting. It's boring. And it, it, well, it's exciting for me and it's still boring. It's exciting that. to be out of the house and it's still boring because all we're doing is shopping for uniforms. And she's like, mom, can I please get these mustard yellow ass uh, gloves? And she's like, no, put them back. And she's like, everybody at school is going to have to wear a uniform. Can I at least be special and have these gloves? And she's like, no, you can't. And she's like, my other mom would have bought me these gloves. And she's like, maybe your other mom should buy all of your clothes, you spoiled little bitch. Like she hated her kids. Like, she really- really did not like this child like like, what what? what's the point neglectful ass parenting because then she turns around and she's like uh she drops caroline off at home caroline's there and there's no food in the house so she's like well fine i guess i have to go grocery shopping yeah you you knew that that on the way home and we was out and about why didn't you do that before you said that yesterday mom that you had to go grocery shopping but you had a deadline you needed to get your catalog turned in and that's all that you were worried about again neglectful and dismissive because i don't know if these motherfuckers were surviving off of red bulls and coffee but Coraline needs sustenance that's a growing body yes so give her some food she leaves her, and of course, Coraline is like, "I ain't staying here. The shit boring." About to get into some fucking mischief, so she done locked the door, but she left the key. So Coraline, knowing where the keys are, goes and finds the key, unlocks the door, and God damn it, the tunnel is available, and she's not asleep. The tunnel is available in her waking state, and I said, "Ooh shit." Yep, and this will be the third time. And you know what they say about crossing a threshold three times. If you do it three times, you mean it. Yeah. You mean it. Maybe the first two times, you don't know. Maybe you mean it on that third time. So she came in and it's Mm. in, and because it's in her waking state, the tunnel, everything on that other side of the house absolutely knew that she wanted to be over there and it made itself available, right? And the cat is watching from the window and said, Yes. He's like, What? Girl, what is you doing? And so bitch. she gets there. And of course, there's food. She has a new outfit, everything. And mother, colorful. Mo- other mother made the clothes. Not that she yes. shopped for them. Not only did she did she care enough to give you something that you would like, she made it with her own two hands, being ultra better than your other real life mother. I mean, she's going hard, okay? So, and the little sweater was cute. Did you see it? It was. It was adorable. Well, you know, it was a cute sweater that the other mother made. So, the cat cat. runs Mm. up on her. And my nigga can talk. In this world. I said, excuse me. I said, uh, eyeballs. Eyeball emoji. Eyeballs. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Huh? 
And he's like, he putting her on game. You think it's a paradise? Facts. The other YB told me everything. And she's like, well, YB doesn't talk in this world. And she's like, maybe he doesn't talk in your language, but me and him have figured out how to talk in both worlds. I understand him and he understands me. Because that's his cat. Because that's his cat. So they, he's warning her. He's actively warning her. And then they get to the sisters and they walk in and it's a theater and all of these taxidermy dogs are now filled <laughs> in the seats. Well, they're live now. Yeah, they're alive, but they, you know why? Because <laughs> the other worlds, they have so many dogs. And, and they had so they... many. All them wall dogs are now in the audience just yipping, excited uh, to watch the production. The dogs are yes. in the audience and they are back at the house doing stage production. I said, oh, okay. They're doing it all. And she meets, she gets her seat next to YB. And I love they had a fat mermaid. What pissed me off, though, was that, not pissed me off, I just was like, this is PG, are you sure this is for kids? Because she was like, you know, she comes up, and um, Miss Spink is in her mermaid outfit. Then she Mm -hmm. has the sister, Miss who? Miss Forcible. Miss Forcible comes up. Like, first she noticed Miss Spink, and she was like, she's naked. Miss Forcible comes up, and she's in a full burlesque outfit. Body showing, she little really... thong and pasties. And she was full yeah. on naked. I said, uh, not naked, but in her burlesque attire. And I said, what? Yeah. And they, of course, fight, because they still fight in this Because that's who they are. And did you think, they are. you notice that, okay, so Miss Spink was the mermaid that has been sexualized and likes to be reimagined as of now with like the the woman top and the fish bottom. And then yeah. Miss Forcible, when everything went haywire, ended up having the fish head and the human bottom. So we got to see both uh, versions of the mermaid. I thought that that was very I did, funny. I did not catch that at first, but yes, I remember that. That was but, very funny. I love um, how the dogs are just like loving it by like they're like woof, 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 woof. I fucking love that they were adorable. Arsenio Hall, right? <laughs> and then they come to like their finale and they unzipped their fat skin. I didn't like that. I was like, what kind of implications are you trying to put to children that it's not okay? I was a fat child. Like I was, I've always been fat, bitch. If I watched this in as a child, I, I would have felt like, some type of way. Are you trying to say inside what? of me there's a skinny person waiting to be unzipped? What the fuck are you talking about? That was not cool at all. But so and then they, they almost killed Coraline trying to make her a part of the show. Doing their aerial stuff and they incorporated her and then they fell into buckets and they had her land. And I said, I don't I don't know about this. I do not know. And YB was yeah. just he was getting more and more. He did his class. He was but he was getting he was just, more and more stressed. He was yeah, you progressively getting, like, whatever it was, was just getting heavy on his shoulders. And he, and because YB in the real world was kind of like, you know, had this little, like, ha ha, like, lean to him. YB in the other world was straight. And then he got more linked with, like, the stress and the depression or whatever that he was feeling. And you can um, really tell when the parents came to pick her up and they closed the door on him and he's just like shrinking. And, and he's just shrinking like, oh, and mother oh. and mother turns to him because he like sees her and mother turns to him and makes the smile face and then closes the door in his face. Like you're not doing your fucking job and you know I'll come get you. Yeah, that was a threat. That was scary. It was a threat. So I said, girl, fuck you to that specifically. Um, and then they approach her. What up? Join the squad. Put these eyes. Uh, like, these you could stay here forever. On you. 
if you use these buttons for eyes. Dun, dun, and the dad, the dad was like, oh, they're so sharp. And I was just like, you don't even <laughs> feel down. it. I said, oh, yeah. shit. But, what, oh. but this is when it was like, if you give your eyes, it was like a trade for a trade. And for me, it felt kind of voodoo adjacent. And I said, again, y'all are demonizing religion. You are trying to put her soul or whatever into this doll. Because the eyes are the windows. Because the, the eyes soul. are the windows. So I just was like, you're trading out her soul. And then later on, it turned like, You know what I mean? So I was like, you're demonizing religion. Why are you even, you touched on voodoo just a little bit in a way that maybe it wasn't recognizable to people who wouldn't recognize, but I did. Yeah. You know, so mm. that was that. Um, yeah. But then she said, I don't like the looks of it. And she ran in the room and she barricaded She's like, the door. Yeah, I'm going to bed, and she okay. stuffed all them things in the thing, and she was like, I'm going to go to sleep, and I'm going to wake up in the morning in my real life again. And she did, and it didn't happen, and I was like, oh, my fuck. Because that was that Baby, third, what we doing? That third threshold pass. So she woke up, and she said, oh, shit, she's still there. The pan- the She comes downstairs, and the only person awake is the other dad. And she's like, what's going on? And he's trying to talk to her, and the piano keeps hushing him. He's- He's so listless and he's just playing the piano and he's like, oh, your other mom has to gain, regain her strength. And the piano is just really like trying to it's stop him from saying so much. Yes. And literally it was like, oh, can't talk too much when other mom's not here and it's just him again. And it was and like, I, said, mm. mm-hmm. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, mm-hmm. fuck this. I'm going to go find this world YB and he'll tell me. And he's like, it doesn't matter because if you're not happy enough... He wasn't happy enough and other mother didn't like it. Put a smile on his face. So she goes to go find YB. They find each other and YB is walking with her. And as they get to walking further away from the house, the art, the background. Not YB, the cat. Oh, I'm sorry. As they're walking, um, all of the background and shit starts to disappear. It's just falling apart from them. That was scary. Everything was just white. It was like pixelated. And then it was just white and it was just, and it was just, it was weird. It was weird. He was like, he was like, oh yeah, she only made enough to impress you. Mm, and I what said, the fuck? The cat is spitting the truth. The cat Ben told you, don't do it. You need to be careful, whatever. Um, he was like, that's when he revealed she just wants something to love or to eat. Yes. So my girl is eating it's children. Like, hmm. So they keep walking and fuck no, babe. They She said, how did I walk straight? And I circled back around. That's how this is going to go. That's how it's going to go. going to go in circles, baby. So um, they had the circus mice. He, he ends up chasing the circus mice. And she's like, no, like, don't do it, cat. Blah, 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 blah. And he picks up this mouse with his, it, with his mouth. And it mm-hmm. turns into a long, it turns away from the surface mouth into a long rat. And then it turns to dust and okay. disintegrates. Yep. And I said, oh, that's disgusting. And he explains to her, I don't trust rats in any sense. Not ever. And neither should you. And that one was sounding the alarm. That one and was letting us know. alarm. And I said, uh, what the fuck? So... She, I felt like they were trying to break her spirit. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. She walked in and mom is eating live beetles. She's like, they're beetle delicacies, blah, blah, blah. And she's just, and she I She walks said, in and all the furniture is, is bugs. I all said, of it. I'm just this? like, And the walls kind of look like they have something on them, but it's not 
clear yet. It's just distorted. What the fuck is going on? So all of a sudden, she uh, somehow offends mom and mom says, you, young lady, tisk tisk tisk, and pushes her through a damn mirror. Because she kept talking about her real mother. I'm your real mother. And she was like, no, time out. And you go into the mirror. And so... And while she's in well, the she, mirror, she gave her a warning first. She was like, I'm going to give you the count of three to apologize. And, and she, she just got bigger and taller and skinnier. And it was just and her <sighs> face just went like super skeletal. So gone. And oh. it was like, even the buttons were already scary, but then sunken in button eyes. Yeah. Oh my God. So. She's mad. And like you said, like you said, she did give her the warning, but she doesn't break and she pushes her into the mirror. And while she's in the mirror, there's like a bed in there. There's all kinds of stuff. It's like the prayer closet from Carrie. Like, what's it really going is. on in here? And while she's in there, she meets some baby spirits, spirit babies. Some ghost children. I'm ghost like, God children. damn, what's going on? But the kids want to be free. I don't know if they hadn't seen another kid in between there because, like you said, why we said that his grandma does not rent to children. Those kids had not had anybody for a long time. I don't know why YB's grandma maybe was inflation. Blame capitalism. But she said she needed some money that that place needed to be rented. She rented to a kid, and the first kid she rented to, that baby spirit was about to get took. Stolen. Stolen. Just like her sister. And it was. The ghost children putting her on game, like yeah, she used that doll to spy on us, and we said yes. She took and our she eyes, took our and, eyeballs. Just and not even that she took them, we gave them. And once we figured we out that we didn't them. want to be here, it was too late. And she's locked us in here, and she ate the rest of us. Right, like we are. <laughs> and I said, what in the Hansel and Gretel? This shit is wild, bro. Look, I was thinking that I was like, okay, a modern day Hansel and Gretel with a little bit more, but like ah, with a twist. And I said, this is much. So. Then she's like freaking out, and other YB reaches through and somehow snatched Them, her ass. Man, though that scene with the arms coming out, not only was it beautifully done, that shit was scary. It was terrifying. That shit was terrifying. I said, "What the <gasps> fuck? How does he know she's like, here?" It was a lot, but he saved her from the mirror and showed her the tunnel. And I said, God damn it, Wybie with your non-talking ass. And she said, Wybie. She she took the the sewing off of him, so he he didn't have that smile, so so he was not, but he couldn't, he just wasn't a permanent smile not talking. She took it out. Yeah, because she was coming. And um, the mom starts screaming, Coraline, is that you? He shows her the tunnel. She's like, Wybie, come on, because the other mom is going to get you. And he shows her. <gasps> he takes the neck glove. He also disintegrates. And I said, My oh. dude's hand, he blew, and that shit disappeared. I said, Excuse me, sir. What's going on? Is this I movie am afraid. for kids? Is it for kids? This is it not is definitely. This is definitely for kids. <laughs> <laughs> this, this movie was so scary and- so he cannot leave so she gets home and I said oh she gonna have to go back and save the kids I thought she was but Coraline said no fuck that I'm good at home I'm not going back now that beautiful imagery with nope that's later never mind but she gets home and the groceries are spoiled but this, but before and, then, before then, she walks in and she's kind, she's trying to, like, she kind of looks around the house a little bit because she's like, mom, 
and dad and no one's there. So when she walks up on the groceries and they're spoiled, I'm like, okay, well, her mom and dad had just left to I'm go. Say, how groceries. long were you gone that your groceries are spoiled? How long have they been gone? So they must have come back and left again. So I was like, oh, what the crap? And I said, mm, talking YB is back and he's being weird. And this time he's asking for the doll because he's like, my grandma was mad and that doll belonged to her stolen sister. So I you got to give me the doll back. And, and she's, she's like, like fine, I'll give you your raggedy doll. Starts looking for it. She can't find it. She's like, oh, yeah, it's in the other world. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll just, no, don't fucking touch that. We're not going there. Yeah. He said, mm, so. you're being fucking crazy. And she's like, no. And she's actively searching <laughs> yes. for it. And she's like, you know, I'm not being anything. I'm trying to fucking tell you. And he's like, mm. my dude is getting progressively and progressively more freaked out. And he's, he's like, like the doll is a spy. To the my door. grandma's a spy. Like, what's going on? Like, what are you talking about? You crazy Michigan kid. And he just backs up and she's like, you're weird. And he's like, you're crazy. And then he just runs out the door. <laughs> That shit was funny. I was that like, That made okay. me very much laugh because YB was the weird kid. So if the weird kid is calling you crazy. Mm, maybe you need to look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's like, F you. She went off on that boy. Don't you ever in your motherfucking life. You started this. You gave me the doll that led me to this area. This is a result of you coming into my life. YB, you why did this you shit. Born? You did this shit. And She's outside by now, so she sees the phone left in the car and still Picked can't up find that parents. Flip phone, that good old Motorola. Yeah. Now she goes to April and um, Miriam because that's their first names, and they are sewing the dog's angel wings, and that shit was hilarious. And she said, "Ain't she supposed to wait till they dead?" And she said, "Just get a jump on it, dear. This one's old as fuck." <laughs> That mess made me laugh. She said, no, this one here, he about to croak. (laughs) Uh. So um, they had some taffy and the taffy had years on it, which I was like, that's interesting. And she said, she said, what is hundred year old taffy going to do for me? And they chiseled it. (laughs) She chiseled it. So I said, hmm, okay. What's like here? This might help. Make her a little jade looking see through uh, triangle, triangle with the center Stone. cut out. Yeah. yeah. And I said, okay, it almost looks like jade. Um, all and right. They're like, oh, yeah, arguing about what it can do. But she goes upstairs and she's like fixing up her pillows to look like her parents. And that was very sad because even though they treated her like shit. She still missed them. She did. And she was still looking for them. That she couldn't find them. Um, but then she she goes to bed and still know them. And then she sees that they're in the mirror freezing. And mom writes out, "Help me!" And she said, "Oh, hell no! Nah. Y'all got my mama and my daddy. So now she gotta go back." Yeah. She wasn't going to go and back she before. She wasn't going to go. She wasn't going to go back for the kids. She wasn't going to go back for other YB. But her mom and daddy, she got to go back for. She finds their dolls and she burns their dolls. And I said, I don't know if this yep. is a part of voodoo. I don't know what you how you get rid of a doll that's been made in your in your likeness. But touching on some shit that you shouldn't have. Yep. Um, so the cat said, "You know this is a trap, right?" And she's like, "Well." What choice do I have? My parents. I got to go. He gives her. 
He gives her a clue. Ask her to play a game. Yeah, she likes she games. She loves games. She's going to play with you. And he's like, she's like, all right. So the other parents' true form reveal was wild. Mom the way was she, even worse. She pretended to be her real mother and then just elongated with everything. And then I didn't like other fathers' reveal. He was all fat and like yeah i didn't intellectually like dumbed down i, I, I didn't really, like that. i don't think that it was intellectually dumbed down i think what happened is that mom he had been talking too much and they might have like lobotomized him or something because you notice oh, that he shit. just got when it started and he was part of the like everything was good and he wasn't fucking up he was fully functional he was had interest he was colorful he was lively and they took parts away from him as he was speaking on the situation more until the point where he was just a marionette like he was a doll for mom he didn't have any of his own thoughts he didn't he was like mom's making me do it sorry like that was it and honestly though he was still given information in that state she was like where's your key there's only one key go to the garden she was like get the fuck out please like he's like i'm sorry i don't want to do this um but other dad got fucked up when he was talking too much and then they dragged him away yeah and so it's breakfast time and Coraline proposes the game yes let's play a game of exploration and her interest at the mention of the game is so immediate she peeks up and be like she's cooking but she and that bacon looks good that omelet (laughs) I'm not gonna lie the animation was real real the animation was really nice I like that I like that so she cooking and mom was like what's up and she mentions this is a very high risk game which i think made mom even more interested she's like if i win i'll stay here you can keep my parents i'll sew in my eyes i'll be yours forever and she's like and if if i if you win then what she's like i get to go home i get to get them spirits up out of here i get my parents up out of here and you don't ever get to fuck with nobody ever the fuck again and and the mom is like house rules babe i know i'm gonna win let's go and she said but she said not without a fucking clue Give me a clue first. Uh, very smart. Coraline was very smart for that. She said, yeah. because, because house rules. The house always wins. You never go into a game thinking that you're going to beat the house. Yeah. You never do. So she, she did that. So she gets the clue about the kids, but not about her parents. Um, Mom is not willing to budge on that. So she's like, all right, fine. So she goes ahead and makes the deal. Yeah. And she, I mean, because what else can she do? What can she do? She got she got to get her parents. She got to get her, you know, everybody up out of there. So she goes into the garden, and the the flower the heart flowers were beating. It was like, boom, 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 boom. I said, yes. <laughs> and they tried to take her stone, and she's like, "Why the fuck would you try to take this?" And she all of a sudden sees it was these little like um, mosquito buzz things, and she worked real yes. hard to get it back from them. She threw like her bag or her hat or something at them, and when she knocked them from the sky, I don't know why, but as soon as they fell, they get they just like everything else that turned to dust. It just turned to dust, and she's like, "Well, why did you want this?" So when she looks through it, she's like, "Ah, okay," and she sees. it's revealing it's revealing that everything actually is dead nothing here that you see is alive it's a it's an illusion to your eyes so looking through that she can see that everything's dead and i said okay the garden is alive and attacking her the skeetas attacked her dad on his grasshopper thing decided he was going to attack her but as he's been sucked in to the garden dad gives her 
her the first eyeball. Time. That distorted voice on the dad with him apologizing was like scary as like fuck. My dude was sitting there being so sympathetic, but your voice scared the shit out of me. He was no, like, sir. he was trying with his last parts to be able to give to her because he was loving in this world. Like you said, he was, he was overly loving her. So he, was a, he loved that girl. So, he did. but he ended up the, when she got the eyeball though, everything turned to dust in the garden. So on to the next one, she goes to the auditorium where Mrs. Spink and Mrs. Forcible was and they're dog bats now. They're dog bats. The Scotties are bats. But did you, uh-oh. did you peep that um, there was an eclipse happening? No, not at that time. There is. No, 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 no. There is an eclipse. It's very, it's very slight. You see the very, I don't know, it's like 10%. I just was, I had noticed it was a full moon when she started the game. It was like 10%. So I was that like, was... okay. I was like, there's an eclipse. And then I saw the Scotty bats. I said, Did the is the moon phases making the, the Scotties turn into bats? The Yorkies are all of a sudden bats. I said, okay, maybe that's not it. But they the candy wrapped hands, like she comes up on the stage and she she looks through the thing, and I'm just like, and okay. it's like hands. It's a it's a Jolly Rancher hand, and one of them is watermelon, one of them strawberry. Okay, and she's like, oh, this is interesting, and it folds apart, and inside there is another. Is the eyeball? And she's like, oh, well, look at you, so nice to give it to me. And she takes it, and them hands clamp on her ass, and they said, thief, thief. That was scary. No, scary. A big fat no. I didn't and not, the way like, she was smart, she was smart. She was like, dog backs attack. <laughs> I didn't know how she summoned did. them, but they did. I was appreciative. Of With the, the flashlight, she was like, oh, let me shine this on you, shine this on you. And they were coming to attack her because you have the flashlight. Get that shit out of my face. And she ducked. Okay, thank you. I was writing it down because I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? The bat dogs attack their, muster- their masters. Um but then we get back outside of the house and we realize that the eclipse, the moon is, Jesus, sorry, y'all, that was my mic. Uh, the moon is being uh, covered by a button. Yes. It's a button. And that's when I noticed. I was like, oh, okay, this is the timekeeper. <gasps> okay, I didn't even peep. That's the time that she had to play the game. She needed to have finished that yes. game before it was a total eclipse. Now so I that to put my mic, this thing gonna fall again. Okay, thank you. So that turned to dust. So she had to go to Mister Babinski, and man, that dude! Oh my but god, he, he was so weird. When she's walking up the stairs, when she's walking towards the house, she notices Yb's clothes are a flag. Where the fuck is Yb? Yb is gone. Other Yb is gone, and they Other have YB. his clothes. Like, yeah, we got your mans. And I said, oh, that's terrifying. I don't know if kids would have recognized it, but I saw that that was YB's. And I said, yeah. oh, no. <sighs> it was scary. And she goes up in there and he's not showing his face. He's moving erratically. And his voice has changed. I'm just like, he's he's turned wild going on? The mouse, the mice have turned wild rat and are trying to kill her and attack her she is working yes. hard to get out she has busted through like the door she hit like she tumbles hits her head on the um on the top of the stairs 
and mm-hmm. the stairs that were already rickety in the real world in this world just as rickety if not worse are now falling and she has fallen two stories with these rickety stairs onto the ground she, she threw her um <coughs> excuse me her jade thing so now she no longer has that and did she, she throw it or did it goddamn... fall was she freaking out I no, it just came out her hand she threw it she threw it trying to stop them rats i forgot what they had but they had something of her and they was trying and she to get was her. like no and she threw it and i honestly thought it would come back like a boomerang i don't know why and it did not <laughs> it did not, <laughs> did not. So, so she these rickety ass stairs are falling she she threw it and i think the rats were maybe trying to get that from her and as she falls, she sees that the timekeeper, that eclipse is almost full. Everything is starting to crumble. She is like, oh my fucking she is God. Giving and up. she just she just sits and as an eleven year old would when it gets too too tough, she sat and she cried. And she I appreciated did. that because she needed a moment to just be like, I don't this I don't have this. This is hard. I don't have anybody in my corner. Everybody who was in my corner is gone. Except for who? Dun, 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 the dun, dun, because you see the button almost closes the circle dog it was and it stops and it's because she has the cat cat has the third eye so she has all three he saved her the world still starts crumbling but she gets that cat she gets them eyes and they make it into the house and shit is even weirder the whole inside the house is a guy's spider web they're they're malfunctioning because like the furniture that was Bugs' is malfunctioning. Mom's face is everything is broken. And she looks like a broken porcelain doll. And now we know that those were other mom's hands that made that doll at the beginning. Yeah, she got them fucking bone fingers. She is just she is depreciating as things are not going in her way. Right as the as the world that she built is crumbling, so is she. And then other mom is has, somehow has the see through thing. She has. She's got the mouse couture. And I said, what? How did you get that? Girl. That was a little interesting. But she's like, listen, bitch. Like, she's not playing with her. She's really trying to get her. And she's like, go ahead and open the door. She's like, well, where are your parents? And she's like, she's there behind that door. And she's like, oh, okay. Because she knows that if she's wrong, she wins. So she's like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, let me open this door. Also, because she swallowed the key. So she had to get her to cough up that key because she the cat was like, you got to be smart. She's No, the ghosts were like, you got to be smart. She's not going to let you leave. And there's only and, one key. So it's one way in, one way out. So since she had swallowed it, she had to have it open. So if you think your parents are through this door, I have to show you they're not so I can lock it and then you can be stuck here forever. But she sees her parents and they are in the Detroit Zoo snow globe. Yep. They're and up so on, the, she, on the banister. She's smart. She... Grab that snow globe. She throws the cat. That shit was hilarious. She threw cat, and I said, "What the fuck?" But cat did the job. Cat tore out her cat was eyes. Like, cat so. tore out other mother's button eyes, and she was blind. And at that point, she became her truest self. And I think her truest self was a spider because was, she be- the floor. She said, "Fuck this!" The floor caved in as a web, and everything became the web. And that's how you know with spiders who use webs, they don't have very good vision, but they can feel the vibrations. And that's her smoothest element. She's able to do what she's got to do. She's running around looking for for Caroline. She's mad as fuck because. Um, Caroline, she feels like Caroline cheated. She's calling her a cheater. She's like, you're not a fair player. You're horrible. I was like, 
climb, Coraline. Climb, Gets girl. out of there. So I said, it's a good thing that she unlocked the door. Um, she, she was able to like crawl, 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 crawl up. Mm-hmm. She's in the tunnel. She's trying to get through. And she's like, don't leave me here, blah, blah, blah. She slammed that. Baby, when she kicked her in the face. Man, but she still couldn't get it closed. The ghost children had to help together her. and helped her. I was like, that's beautiful. That's love. And that what was scary about that was that they slammed the door and the other mother's hand, they chopped it off and it was in the world on the other side of the door. They locked it, but that hand was yeah. there. So I was like, mm, maybe we should burn it or something. You used to burn the stuff. You like to burn them dolls. Grab that hand, well, burn it too. Well, she couldn't because the more that other mother banged on that door, it the closer it got. So she had to I get the like... fuck up out of there. So she, it was a good thing she locked that door because other mother wasn't playing. She was going to try to get the fuck. She made it to the other side and she closed that door as well. And when she's in the real world, she notices that the Detroit uh, snow globe is broken and her parents walk and, through the door. And they just don't know what happened even they though there's snow, snow on them oh my god they're like oh you broke my snow globe it was my favorite like, one and she's like i fucking saved you you don't understand um, but the catalog is now done so they are nicer i'm not gonna i put kind and attentive but it wasn't that they are nicer no, they're nicer because they they don't have the stress i guess of completing the catalog so they're going out to eat so yes. Yes. They're a little bit more attentive. A little bit. So Babinski, yeah. so mom says something about Babinski and like, she's like, we need to invite everybody to this garden party we're going to have. You know, everything is like, dun, 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 dun. and, mm, but she says, uh, you want to invite Babinski? He's a drunk. And she's like, Babinski's not drunk. He's eccentric. He's, yeah. So they're so attentive to the point where they're tucking her in at night now. And even so. got her the gloves that she wanted that they said that she could not have. So I said, okay. Yes. So that night as she's in bed, uh, she looks out the window and Kat's there. And she's like, Kat, let me apologize to you for throwing My you. My bad, fam. My <laughs> bad. You as, as if you were not real. And Kat mm. in this world cannot talk, but acknowledges, gives her kisses, and is like, all right, we good, right? And Kat has accepted. And I said, but where is the doll and where is Wybie? Because I haven't seen any of these two figures yet. And the I doll was burnt. Was concerned. Her doll? Yeah, she burnt her doll as soon as she found out that her mom and her, her real mom and real father was taken. Okay, so the doll I thought was that the she spy. Burnt- I thought she burnt the dolls of them and not her. Okay, so that makes sense. So she not because it's only the one. So okay, but I thought they. I thought that there was dolls of the parents. No, you're right. They had the doll of Coraline, but remember at the beginning when she made the doll, she had to get the other doll back to transform it into a new doll. So it's literally one doll okay. that she transforms into other people. So she transformed it into the mother and father to get them. Gotcha. But she okay. went ahead and burnt the whole doll. And so was you like, don't okay, get to do that no more. To nobody. So, so squashes that. Okay, boom. Thank you. So then we have the ghost children coming to say goodbye. And it's to the background of Van Gogh's Starry Night. Yeah, that was pretty. I, it was so beautiful. And they're just like, hey, girl, you are in terrible danger. We'll sh- we're straight. But you look. <laughs> I, that, was, that was so fucked up. They was like, 
like it's over for us, but you on the other hand, the story not oh. over, huh? So she is still trying, and Cat is also trying to warn you. Cat went in front of the door, and she moved like kicked Cat out the way. I said, "Bitch, you are real disrespectful of this cat." Well, because they was like, it's the key. There's only one key. And she's going to figure gotta out how to get that key. You got to get rid of it because she's smart and she's going to figure out how to get rid of it. So I said, mm, okay. So she is do, 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 in the middle of the night, in the middle of the forest, do, 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 walking. 11. You are 11. This, I said, this girl, child. what the fuck? And I said, the other mother's hand from under the door, the one that got chopped off, is following her. Very much so. She is, see, Spidey Senses was tingling when she heard the cat. She's not hearing anything else following her because she's, even though the kids have told her, you are in terrible danger, girl, she must think she's safe because she's not paying attention. So the hand's nope. following her. And that hand grabbed her and drug her. I said, oh, bitch. Choked her the fuck out because she Baby, had she's a necklace, and she was like, <sighs> "She that, was meant to die." My I said, God! Oh shit! Oh shit! But here we come, and Wybie saved the motherfucking day. This is why he was born. This is this is why he was born. Why you questioned him? Wybie came through. He he got her. They got that hand. They got it into a little satchel the, the sack yeah. tied it up the the shawl she had because she went outside with like a shawl because it so was the middle of the night she wasn't she, yeah. know, she had a little something for her. her shoulders so because uh, they broke it they was like because <laughs> why tried to push why down the well YB and i said you up. better save why bitch Look, YB got up and he was like, smash, Hulk smash. And he smashed that shit with a rock. That and shit got was it. Funny. Yes, he did. So they got that thing into the well. They put it, they put the, the container, like the little top back on the well. They said, don't nobody need to be in here. The hand, the, the key, all of that in that deep ass well. Because as you remember, dropped a rock. That thing. And it has to put an ear to it. When does this thing land? It is deep. deep. She's not going to be able to get to it, right? Um, can't so can't even get out if if the hand reassembles praise praise like you'd have to do so much so cat communicating in the real world still doing his thing um then we have the like because that was like why wait before that they was like uh why did you come and why was like i have the picture of my grandmother and this is her twin and it was the ghost girl baby I, I said, was like, oh, shit. Girl. She says it, and she says, "This is the the ghost girl." And did you notice it was the claw hands leaving the transition of the claw hands leaving the moon? It was crazy. And it, it was the- turned into a white balloon. Yes, it was just like that was all of that. Like it was so nice. Oh my god! It was so very nice. Um. So they're at the garden party, and the sisters are like, "Is this a pink lady?" And I said. That's interesting. Is that an alcoholic drink? It is an alcoholic drink. And what's funny is that I know it as a pink panty. Ah. So I think that's the same drink. But she said, uh, no, this is lemonade. You'll take this non-alcoholic beverage and you'll be satisfied. Um, mm-hmm. And Mr. B has been invited to the garden party. The mice are still talking to him, though. No one's for you. You are a savior, they say. Hilarious. I love it. 
I, I said, love it. I love it. He said, they told me. They told and me that you are a savior. Why so, does grandmother come? Man. And we finally see grandma. And that is a black grandma. That was a black woman. I loved the depiction. I loved the way that she was drawn. I loved her energy. She said, boy, I know how to get through here. I lived here my whole life. You ain't got to tell me where to go. I loved it all. And they have a garden full of tulips. And I'm just like, is tulips the only thing you're going to plant? Which was very- I don't know why tulips. I wonder if there was any significance to it. Like why they chose tulips as the flower to be the part, to be the one. I just feel like if you write in a plant catalog, I feel like you should know more plants than just tulips. But But she said, (laughs) y'all write catalogs on plants and you hate the dirt. And mom says, you know what? I do hate the dirt. Oh, according to uh, Google, tulips mean perfect or deep love. Interesting. So that was definitely symbolic. Um, But we get the hair now. I don't think perfect, but I, okay. Yeah, it was to him. And... The pan out to the front of the apartment complex Ooh, with the. They still pan out to the back to where they're having the garden party, and it's still Coraline's face. Is it? It was still Coraline's face, which I said, still weird. I missed I, that. I, it was yeah. Mm. The garden was no, the garden was still a that's, face. That's weird. I would have just been freaked out. After. I mean, she can't really see that it's her face She now, can't so. see from that t- from that high up, but Mr. Babinski might be able to because he's on the top floor. Actually, it might have been needed to be higher for him too, either way. Fucking weird. No. <laughs> no. But it was weird. So mm, the, <laughs> we are now at the part of the show where we are ranking the movie. Wait, last thing I'm going to say, that cat disappeared when they panned out to the front of the apartment. That cat went behind that post Aww. and never came out. Maybe no, that nigga was a ghost or some shit. No, ain't done. no awe. He was his job was done. Oh, he was probably like the spirit of the the ghost children are trying to protect. And you know, because they say why, cats are, and they are. They're familiars, and maybe that's why he was able to be in both worlds. Like he was not anything but the Thackeray Binks of Coraline. Like Hocus Pocus, yes. Thackeray Binks needed to do that. Get them abolished. He could go on to his next life. That was Cat. Yeah. Cat did a good thing. So, how many takes did you have? All I right. love this part. Okay. <laughs> so, you sure this for kids had 21 ticks. <laughs> <laughs> I was not sure, babe. I was not sure. Hell oh no, nah, had 38 ticks. Fuck them kids, which was the parents' point of view, had 11. Um, girl with all the question marks at 24. Spidey senses tingling at 14. LOL had seven. Oh, shit had 31. And demonizing religion had two. It should have been three, but it had two. No politics. Did y'all want kids had 13. Beautiful cinematography had 12. It probably should have had more, but my God. I agree. Um, funny had 16. Uh, no. Had 24. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. And uh, <laughs> motherfuck had 22. Yeah. What was your ranking I, for this I unexpectedly hear terrifying movie? I want to hear yours first. I feel like this is the scariest movie it. that we've seen in this movie season. What the fuck? And this was PG. I'm, 
fucking love this movie so much. Oh. This shit is amazing. Oh, I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. This shit was crazy. Look at you. Look at us twinning them. Seven and a half. <laughs> Coraline and listen, IMDb gave it a 7.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90%. We are actually on point with the rankings of the other people, which you know we are typically not. That's I mean, I wild. feel like 90 is a little high, especially with like the little body issues. And when you pointed it out, the de- the voodoo voodoo um demonization, that's bothering, but yeah, yeah. And also like the the over sexualization of women's bodies. Like if there were yeah. women's bodies, they had very big ass titties. I thought that that was very interesting. There were that's part of the reason why I got a 7 and a 5 and not 7.5 and not an 8. Or same for me. I did I started with an 8 and I was like, mm, I can't with all these body issues that you're giving to young impressionable Peeling children off the fat body to be skinny mm. like it was it was weird it was very weird but what i did like was them bougie ass sisters i like that this was unexpectedly terrifying i loved the cinematography and the and the artwork of it um most of the continuity of it was great it was those transitions were gorgeous Thank the you. animation was gorgeous you did a good job with this film and i am surprised it didn't no i I know exactly why i didn't have as much uh revenue it was scary as fuck they thought that they could take their fucking seven-year-olds and you had them terrified so then they had to tell every mom in their seven-year-old mom group chat don't take your fucking kid little billy is going to be terrified for the next three weeks and don't nobody got that we trying to sleep through the night now, funny enough, I feel like this was the film, I think I remember reading about it, but um, this was the film where I think they gave like it to an editor's daughter or something like that. And they were like, was this film scary? And she was like, no. And she was too, like, as she got older, she was like, yeah, that film was scary as fuck, but I didn't know how to tell you. Yes, this is but the movie. This is I the feel movie. Like children, I feel like children need that level of, fear and i feel like that your well, ass is the them- type that would give a goddamn scary uh hush little baby i'll kill you like what no, my biggest children needs to know that they can accomplish things like Coraline had an adversary an adversary that she can beat that was older than her that was an adult Agreed. and that okay. independence as a child, I feel like they need that. And also so. it showed that it was okay for her to break down, to have hard times, to struggle, to need help, to ask for help. All of those things that show you self-determination, you know? So I I get that. I like that. So yeah. I, this was a nice one. It was nice. We, we <laughs> 10 toes down on it. Um, yeah. Join us next time for episode 25, which is going to be Friday the 13th, the original one in, what year is that? Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, 1980. So that'll be our next episode. Make sure you come back to hear all of our excellent music and our sound effects that we now have. Yes, we're going to add more. One more time. I got you. It's mother and we're out this thing. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.